Episode 41 of the Big Fire. Live from the UK, I'm Rick. And, and I'm Lee. And he's my bigger, bigger, bigger brother. Uh, how you doing, brother? I'm, I'm all right, really... bro. How are you? I'm all right, brother. You know, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful shit. Um, it's Fireworks Night in the UK. No, I should say it's Guy Fawkes Night in the UK, otherwise known as Fireworks Night. Uh, yeah, basically. There's lots so, as a, as a, what's it to, well, not ex exclamation, but I'm going to say. How do you feel about this? <laughs> I love it. Um, if there's lots of fireworks, then my dogs are going to start barking because they, have you, have lots, you not, lo lots of animals are like really scared of fireworks. My dogs just want to eat them. My dog doesn't give a fuck about them. Oh, that's nice. Watch them, listen to well, them. they're sleeping at the moment, but if there's like big fireworks, they'll wake up and just start yeah. barking and then they won't stop till they go away. Yeah. I think it's pretty, um, people that ain't got animals don't understand at all, you know, the effect that has on them. It's pretty, yeah. pretty dire, really. Some of them, my I, last dog, petrified. Used to yeah, shake. some animals just shake and mine don't do that, which is good, but they won't shut up either. Now, my dog's an idiot. Like, weird. Lovely. I'm getting wrong. We've got a little laser pen that we get out for him now, and he goes mental for it. And then you just, even when you haven't got it, you go, where is it? Find a laser pen. And he looks at the floor. Looks, <laughs> laser. It's not even there. Anyway. Yeah. But, anyway, you know, we've got, I've got we will. Okay, are they? Yeah, I was going to say we we'll talk about the uh, Guy Fawkes or fireworks night or whatever you want to call it a bit later. Thank Before you. then, we'll carry on rabbit into ourselves. One of the earliest um, false flag thingies that um, you know, possibly, theories, possibly theories about that. Do with other things which I'm just making up. Right it now. was definitely a conspiracy, though. Definitely, someone can someone conspired to do something. They did. They did. Yeah. Um, May I ask you, I did ask you earlier, but for the audience's sake, what are you drinking tonight? Thank I have guess. bourbon. All three of them. Is it? It's Jim Beam, though, so it doesn't really count as bourbon, does it? It's nice. Might I like it. Might as well be diamond white or something. <laughs> you motherfucker, I nearly spat out. <laughs> I've, got, um, I've got Maker's Mark. I'm very disappointed because they're not doing deals in Tesco's at the moment for decent bourbons. It's all like 25 quid and that's pissing me off a bit, really. I to start getting the cheaper stuff, like um, Jack Daniel's apple flavor or something like that, which is a liter. Just thought I'd advertise that. Anyway. Okay. Um, Before we yeah. carry on, there's a person in chat. They're asking. In our uh, chat? Yeah. Ben for Who's a box. Um, what do you think um, of QAnon? Person. What, what, well, I don't know what they're... they're I was going to say a person. What else can I say? Right. There's a well, robot no. in chat. There's an alien in chat. No, I would say like... Well, when there's a per... Who it is? The, the chat, the handle, the name. Ben for box. Okay, thank you. That's better. Hello, okay. Ben for box. Gone I said, what do you think question? of QAnon? Um, don't know. It tastes nice in the morning. A bit of milk. Is that <laughs> cereal or something? No, QAnon. Um, think some of 
well, actually, it turned out it's a load of bullshit, actually, didn't it? I've always thought it was a load of bullshit. But, well, yeah. I mean, the, the, there was some, there was, I think it helped to expose certain practices in the elite. It, certainly, it woke a lot of people up to elite practices like um, their sex trafficking and stuff like that. I think there's a lot more people looking I, into the dirty political side of it. Let me, I'm just finishing what I, you know, I, I think that that did do, do that. Um, there was draining the swamp and all that shit, absolute nonsense load of thingy. And I think it was all, it, maybe did Donald Trump know stuff about it? Like his, you know, security team and stuff. It was a way to deflect some shit away from him. You know, it was always like, um, follow the plan and all that crap. Um, ultimately, laugh or something like that. Like, so you, you know. think it was a psyop from the beginning? I don't know. I don't because it was, it was always so... it was always wait, wasn't it? Follow the plan. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. And yeah, then yeah. by the time they waited long enough, it was too late. Yeah. So the people that might have doubted um, Donald Trump were like, "Oh, really? there's a plan. You have to, you know, watch and he's all these secret hand thingies and all these, you know. I mean, he, he was definitely different, a different kettle of fish in in the swamp. He was a different swamp monster. But he, Who was? He was oh, what Trump? Trump was a different swamp oh, yeah. monster, but swamp monster never, nonetheless, in my opinion. But again, I, I suppose we're, you know, it, I think English, British have a, sort of a different take on politics to what the Americans would have with it. You know, it didn't, it didn't, I mean, it, obviously American politics does affect well, but it, it directly didn't really. I know there's still no, it, did, quite, it did affect it, the world. No, but do you know what I mean? Get on like about a, there's still a lot of people, uh, There's you still get a lot of, I know, you know, a few people that still um, interest in the, the American politics and all that stuff. I think what, what you're trying to say is, despite what the Americans think, the rest of the world, a lot of the time, doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, something like, like that. Yeah. People, weren't, mean, people in the UK weren't overly involved in American not, politics. You either liked not, or disliked Trump a lot of the time, but that's not QAnon, something different. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's not really what I was trying to say at all. You were talking about QAnon, so that wasn't what I was yeah. trying to say. Well, why'd you go on about Trump? Because that, that's QAnon, isn't it, pretty much? Trump isn't QAnon, no. No, but it's, it wouldn't be QAnon, would there, if there hadn't been Trump or the, uh, vice versa. They were like a hand-in-hand -hand kind of... You don't know, do you? Well, that's, that was the question, wasn't it? What do you think? What does he think oh. about it? What does Roboblox, whatever it is? <laughs> Sorry, I do apologise. Infobox. 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 Box, so I, I can't read. I don't know the, um, if they reply. I'll let you know. I can't. Basically, read. my my view on QAnon at the time, I thought it was probably a load of old bollocks, and then later on, after everything had finished, it's proved that it's a load of bollocks. And then people were like have been dis dissecting it afterwards. They're like, oh, it's probably pretty much a psyop. But at the time, I was also thinking that Trump was he probably may not have been anything to do with it, and I think he was latching on. And like people say like about QAnon he's like oh yeah I know QAnon and then he'll he'll get like a little thumbs up to it but I'm not sure he had any yeah. real knowledge yeah. of it and then later on he you know like other stuff he probably would have just gone like if it had all gone a bit wrong he'd be like oh no I don't know QAnon I never heard yeah. of it like he did That's with great. what's his name with the oh, what was it the the person he, one of the the whistleblowers he said he didn't before when he was getting going for election he said oh yeah and he would make like references to it and yeah. afterwards he was like I've got no clue what you're talking about. Is it Julia Assange you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Was it Assange yeah, or the other one? Snowden. One of them. It was like, yeah, like, oh, you like, because obviously they're, they're what they whistleblowing was trying to point to the corruption and 
in the Democrats. And he was like making comments about it. And then afterwards, later on, he was like, I've got no clue. I've never heard of what you're talking about whatsoever. He was a, um, like, I know he weren't talking, he was talking about QAnon, not Donald Trump, but Donald Trump seemed to know how to lap onto sort of popular. He'd use like Twitter and Twitter and stuff like that, which you wouldn't see Biden doing that because he can't probably see any right. He's blind and whatever as fuck. You know, I don't know what Biden. No, he was just, he was a class manipulator. That's what he was. Yeah. Or he still is. I'm still not unconvinced that they're not something to do with um, time travelers and. What, Trump? Yeah. And he's Baron Trump. Trump and his magical yeah. Garden of Eden or whatever the and, um, book was yeah. called. Something like that, maybe, possibly. Um, anyway, that's what we think of QAnon. We don't really know much about it and pretty much like uh, everything else we talk about. No, I, 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 did, I did see and hear a lot of, you know, QAnon. There was, there was a little bit of time where I was watching like some of the stuff that QAnon was meant to be predicting and I was mm. waiting for it to see if it happened and it never happened. Mm. And then that was... And that was getting like nearer. Hold on, that was getting nearer the end of Trump's presidency, or maybe, maybe after he'd even lost, and QAnon was still saying stuff, and all of a sudden he just disappeared. And I was like, oh well, I didn't, you, go, you thought, didn't go anywhere, did it? You would have thought, um, you would have thought, whoever was running the QAnon thing would have been exposed. You would have thought it was McAfee, that, weren't it? Was it him? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Some people speculate because there's the same thing with that, wasn't there? After he died, it was like mm. it was posts and stuff about him. That was, you know, this huge stuff. terabytes, has. terabytes of stuff that was going to be released. Not and... to incriminate. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, nothing like... got released. Well, he did release stuff, but nothing like. No, not really. It was meant to be well, like exactly. ter- terabytes of stuff yeah, that was going to be released and. Yeah, didn't people would be arrested and all that yeah. shit and it's just basically yeah but you know again people there were there has been you know like um breaking um you know child sex rings but they're probably ones that have been thrown to the wolves to cover up you know the massive exploitation of you know women and children and you know they're just a general sort of exploitation of you know, kids and stuff like that. It's it's, it's like they they just they um, use a, a scapegoat so they can get away with other shit. Uh, you know, yeah, Epstein, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, next, next. There's no next. All right, okay. We weren't talking about Q and I. We did. That was a a side. So, how's your week been, bro? Uh, busy work. You know, like I broke my. But you know what? Weird. Not, no, it's not weird at all. I broke my phone uh, in the morning one day or evening in the morning. It was a bit cracked anyway. I dropped it and it was fucked completely. So I didn't have a phone for two days. But unconnecting from the internet and stuff like that is really, really bizarre. Was it stressful? Um, it wasn't stressful. Only not really, no, because it just meant I did more work quicker because I wasn't. <laughs> no, I listened. Listen there you go. Fireworks. We're on um, untangle because uh, I've got wired headphones, so I spend most of my day trying to untangle my headphones and, and stop my phone from falling out of my pocket. Like, and that's the reason my phone broke because it's in my top pocket all the time. And I bend over and it fall out and fall on the floor. And anyway, yeah, so that, that was my that's the highlight of my week. And then getting my phone back, and but I'm changing from I've changed from iPhone to a Google phone. Is that what you call it? Android phone. 
yeah. and I've lost all my contacts and stuff like that. And it's all like I'm trying to reestablish myself in the phone. The phone of us. It's, it, it's nice to be away from iPhones because I think the only reason I stuck to iPhones is it's convenient just to upload all your shit back onto it, you know, the iPhone. So, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's the highlight of my week. That's the I've still, highlight. I've, been, I've still been watching my volcano. I called it my volcano. Still looking pretty, pretty violent, still pretty bubbling away. Volcano-y. Still, yeah, pretty volcano. There's a lot of people sort of seems to be people's entertainment, you know. They've got a lot of people watching and chatting about it, talking about, oh, what's, what's going to happen when it goes and blah, 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 and all that stuff. So, um, uh, lots, lots of chemtrails. I've seen a lot of chemtrailing today. Yeah, I saw a lot today. It was oh, quite, it was nice and clear. No clouds, like, blue skies, chemtrails. Or just, yeah, or just yeah. um, condensation trails from the plains. You know, it's not. Some of it is, but you know, a lot, a lot of it's not. Do you know, I've got, I've got a new theory. Actually, I got you brought up because I forgot about that. Um, but my new theory might not be a new theory, but it is, as far as I'm saying, is that the actual the, the con chemtrails, the contrails. It's not. You know, I thought maybe it's very nefarious before people said they've checked the, the earth. You know, check the soil and stuff, and there's all kinds of chemicals and shit in it. Um, but I think they're using it to um, to heat the earth up so that they can do this climate thing. That's why they're getting the, the temperatures back in you know, the extra degrees is because they're covering up the, you know, keeping the heat in and stuff like that with, with the chemtrails everywhere. That's my idea. And then they take these readings at certain certain points or whatever, and it's because they've, they've, they've trapped heat in over there, zooming over the chemtrails. There you go. That's okay. my climate. That's just my climate conspiracy for the day. Why chemtrails? Because I'd like, I, I, I drive along and I see these and I look up and I'm like, Give them an evil look and think, what the fuck am I doing? What can I do? And they've been like spraying for God knows it. And I just wonder what they are. So that's just another. They've been spraying for England. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah. it, it, you know, there's some definitely something nefarious going on. And people say there's this thing about if there was, wouldn't people talk about it? Yeah. But no, not at all. You know, like with the um this Oppenheimer. No, you know, invent Oppenheimer with the bomb. Yeah, invent, yeah basically, there were thousands and thousands of people that knew about it, and when that, that they were inventing it, you know, working on it, but no one let out the secret at the time. And I mean, that that is a big thing. Like, I, and oh, no, on, no, no, hold no, on, no, I, let me just butt in one little bit here no. because oh, go on then, carry on. I'm butting comments on. Go, on, carry on. Oh, um, and I've got the hump. Carry on. Say what he's going to say. So I'll do it afterwards. I think it's important. Well, just like a nuclear bomb, there could have been thousands of people working on it. I don't know. But it wasn't, yeah, but there wasn't thousands of people knew how it, how it worked. That's not the same thing. Yeah, but they're keeping it secret from who? Like the Russians and the, uh, whatever would have known about it. It's not like they didn't know a nuclear bomb. They just didn't know how to make one. There's a different thing there know about it they didn't know that what it did they didn't they hadn't seen any of the tests they didn't know they didn't know about it until the bloody things were dropped so how no, do you know because they didn't how you don't you haven't looked into it you're just saying that that's the general consensus is that the idea is that basically thousands of people knew about these bugs but no one no one let out the secret so let me talk about outfits right i know let's start going off the thing right um, oh, okay, right. I've been listening to again. I've come off the podcast a bit. I've been listening to audio books just because. You know, I love listening to um, post-apocalyptic things about zombies and earthquakes and all that shit. And um, 
aliens invading the universe. Just the whole, I love, you know, obviously love my hi-fi, hi love my hi-fi, that's cool, but sci-fi, you know. And um, what I was listening to, I bit like listening to the zombie stuff, and I was like, I, I put on, it was like, it's really dark, zombie dark stuff, and I thought, I'll just change tack and listen to something historical, Auschwitz. I tell you what, it was. It's even just to get basically what it is. It's this um, doctor who was basically assistant of Doctor Mangler and Outfits, and this doctor who who was his assistant is a Jewish doctor, and he yeah. basically. Uh, I mean, I have. I've, I only just breached the beginning of it because it, I had to turn it off because it was just like you know when you're just like, you know what's coming. Um, basically, he he volunteered after sort of seeing everything, not even seeing everything, just seeing the beginning bit, to be, he just said, yeah, I'm a doctor, and he ended up being um, Dr. Mangler's um, assistant. But it was just so, uh, the basic thing is... Spit it out, everyone, bro! Everyone denied, it was about denial. People denied it, denied the idea that they could be so um, dark so evil they denied it you know like if they they said it basically it's like it's called business as normal so even when the people the, the jewish were being hounded out of their businesses and stuff like that they were still trying to carry on as normal and even when they like sort of went into concentration camps it was like almost business as normal until it happened to them it's like denial as in like you, you pretended you can't see it but you know yeah. that it's happening it was so you know, it's like it's Oof. like anything. Like I tell you, what, people think they go right. We're gonna go to uh, depopulation, COVID stuff like that. You know, like what's going on in the world right now. There's a big, you know, there's a well, regardless of what the gender, there's a gender to to jab everyone, right? People go, and I, you know, I think it's a depopulation thing. Whether it works over twenty years or ten years or five years, you know, whatever, and they go. And like for my sister, for instance, and I've said to her about, it, and she's like, oh, but they can't all be working together. They perfectly are working together. And just, uh, but my thing was, they were so evil. This, with, the, the, what happened with the German with the Holocaust, and it's happened you know, in different places and various things. But with this, people don't change. It wasn't just like the, it wasn't just like there were a few Germans that decided, you know, how to come, they mapped together and these were the, the evilest people that walked the planet ever or whatever, and then they got together and they'd done this, the, the um, final solution and, you know, like, um, sort of killed everybody. It wasn't like, these are just like a, a small group of people in history and every other human is better than that. You know, people now are, are perfectly 100% capable of carrying out exactly the same thing. And if they can get away with it on a, you know, like a worldwide scale, People are still, you know, evil as fuck. And so there's, it's entirely possible that they're, that they're doing that right now. Do you know what? That, that, what, are you, what are you trying to get out of here? Uh, this, the, um, right now is the, is the global, it's a global holocaust going on. And you're walking, people are walking into it with... Well, it, there's not a holocaust going on at the moment, but there could be. And I understand what you're saying, yes. Because yeah, yeah, that's, I'm sorry, I'm, part I'm of that famous quote about... The, f the famous quote about, you know, where they come for some sort of, they come for the Jews and you don't do anything and then they come yeah. for the whatever and you don't do anything and then they, at the end of it, they come for you and there's no one else to stand up for you. It's that sort yeah. of mentality, isn't it? I can understand well, that because if you're... It's that, but it's also that you're, you're denying, you're, you're like, you don't think it would happen because 
or even if you saw it right in front of you, until it happens to you, you deny that it's No, happening. I don't think that's the same thing. Because, no, because go back to Germany, the rise of Hitler and his regime, they were taking people and systematically getting rid of certain groups. You don't want to be included in that group because no one's standing yeah. up to it. And but they, they had, um, in the, they, they, for instance, in Auschwitz, they had uh, like the Jewish, the, the, uh, not, yeah, the Jews, obviously, were the, the lowest of the yeah. low. But they had the, the gypsy part. And yeah. they used the gypsies, who were going to go into the continent, going to get into the chambers anyway. They used the gypsies to police the, the Jews. Yeah. And the gypsies but, but what do you do if you're one of those... What do you do if you're one of those gypsies? You say, no, I'm going to stand up? Unless you... Because you're well, already... Because you're already in a... Put it this way. You're in a, in a death camp. You know yeah. the only way you, you're going to try and survive. So what do you do? You do what you do to survive. Not, you could, you could all stand up together and then yeah. you're all going to die together. I mean, that's the thing. That, that, principle, yeah, you, principle, you're still going to die. It's always the first, the, like, I mean, people are worried they're going to be the first person, but you like, I've decided. No, but I, I think once I, you I, get I, to I, that I, point. I will not die as a slave or in that, in that point. Okay. I, will, I will not, will not. Obviously, unless you're um, faced with that situation. Yeah, you don't, you don't exactly we, we, know. We, we, and imagine if you, yeah. okay, so imagine you're in that sort of situation and you're with your family. It's really hard for me to imagine that. No, Okay, but, but then you're trying to protect your family. So if you stand up, so, you know, if they, you stand up and think they're going to come. They let just, themselves get into that. I mean, everybody, everybody in that situation. Yes, maybe. But once once we're in that situation, what do you do? The thing is, it was so, they didn't, again, it was like, um, what I was talking about was the, um, like the Oppenheimer thing where the people was covered up. People didn't know. Do you know what I mean? Or they, they really didn't, they denied it. Sort of thing. They, they denied really what? Know. I don't understand. The Oppenheimer thing's not the same as they, they Hitler's Hitler. Germany. I'm talking about kept the secret. There was a secret that they kept. People didn't know what was going on in. You know, really didn't know what was going on in the, um, the concentration camps. They had basically what? they had listen. They had something called I can't remember. It's like common. The people that run the um, the incinerators inside Auschwitz were like yeah. commando called commando they weren't commandos but they were called commando something and they had basically it was like a for god's sake i wish i'd written this down now but it was like a a two-month turnover people the people that worked there in the inside um they they worked and they didn't resist or whatever and they put all these bodies in because they thought they were going to be all right they thought yeah keep doing that. every two months they got rid of all them and brought yeah, them yeah. yeah. but that's the point isn't it you do that because you want to stay alive but, but the people, yeah, but they, the Germans got rid of these people so that no one would find out about it. Yeah. That was the, and then they destroyed all the, the um, files of these people. And, and I understand it, that. It was like in you know, a big cover up, but so many people knew about it, but no one knew about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'm just saying it's, it's, it's potential. <coughs> I don't know what you, I don't know really if I knew about it, but didn't know about it. Even on a massive scale where millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people are being killed, you can still cover it up. That, that's only, point, only to a point, though. They did it, and you know I mean? and covering up, you know, Auschwitz isn't the same as um, not speaking about an atomic bomb, is it? I'm talking about people say that there's no way they could get away, even like the moon landing, there's no way they could get away with it being fake and stuff like that. They can, not that many people at this amount of time, though, because all yeah, this right. stuff's out there. It's like they didn't they didn't hide Auschwitz forever because. Everyone knows about it at the end of the war. 
Yeah, but only because at the end of, you know, at the end of the war, the fact that they, you know, they done a runner and sort of left people by I'm just saying it's what I'm saying. You have to right, just be careful because you like to everybody in the I world. I think we careful. all understand the but they we, don't, people forget. Yes. Well, it's you know? the it's part of the programming of like what they use now, social media and the media to put a certain narrative. People believe that because to believe something else is hideous. To believe to believe they're lying about like the science thing, the the you know the, yeah, the science. Believe in the science. Yeah. Trust yeah. the science. Everyone's it's easier to trust the science than go against it, isn't it? But they are bringing. A, you say that law that they're bringing in, trying to bring into the UK is like if you basically if you say something online that can cause someone to be distressed. I was looking at it earlier. Go to prison for two years or whatever, and it's like literally because they're saying it's like it's because you're not if you're not saying what they're saying. Yeah, I don't know how that like, could even be quantified. Yeah. Uh, if you say that if I post, um, people are dying from the jabs. That causes they'll say that causes people distress. They'll arrest me for it. It's like that's basically what it but is. It, or it could go to I post a picture of a spider and then someone's got arachnophobia. I'm distressing them, aren't I? Oh well, yeah, it's like it yeah, could be yeah. potentially yeah. that. Yeah, like a picture that makes someone a bit icky. They're like, oh, yeah. they've distressed. They, you know, and if they don't like me for some other thing, they'd be like, oh, all right, I can't arrest you because you've posted a picture mm. of a spider. Yeah, I mean, and maybe that's extreme, but it could be I as simple as that. Government stuff are pushing their boundaries or seeing exactly you know whatever they can. Um... Anyway, before we go off any more well, down this dark, dirty well, road. I, I was listening to what I was doing. I listened to zombies. It was quite distressing. It's like fictional, you know. So I put the outfits on. The outfits, because <laughs> that's was far more distressing. Well, because you know it's real, zombie. isn't it? It was so. Yeah, sorry, that was it. Just almost disturbed. I couldn't listen to it. It's like how could I listen to that for six hours? About you know. Anyway, I need I need to sorry. get back to um, what we normally do. We'll co we'll come back onto these dark subjects in a minute. But otherwise, we're gonna forget what's go forget this, and I need to ask you because we've done it every time. It bro, bro, have you had any meaningful dreams? No. Oh man, disappointed. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. What's going on? Are you not uh, meditating or anything? Are you not pulling yeah, in this man, energy? Not, not. I had a I had a dog dream that dogs were ripping my clothes. That's not um, meaningful. That's just a dream. No, yeah, well, it was usually if I'm getting out, I'm going, I'm usually getting near when I had like a little bout of illness, but I got the dogs after I had a little bout of illness, another little bout of illness. Well, you said before that um, dogs are your thing that yeah. indicate you're getting ill. Yeah, I think I'm kind of knowing dreams that, that that's, you know, they're threatening me. I know to sort of stay away from them. So I think I kind of gave them my t shirt or something. It's like, bite my t shirt and not bite me, then it means I'm not going to. I haven't had any sort of meaningful dreams, but I did do, I did control myself in a dream last night. Yes, that's what I want to hear. Well, at least, well, only fifty percent. It was a flying right. thing. I yeah, yeah, cool. Realized I was dreaming. I'm like, I'm gonna fly. So I did. I flew, and then I thought, I'm really powerful. It's my dream. I'm gonna. Um, there was this like tidal wave coming towards me because I created a tidal wave. I'm gonna stop the water. Rah! And it didn't. I just it went over. Yeah. It's like damn. <laughs> and I think I woke up shortly after that. Uh, it's like ah. You know, I knew I was dreaming so I could fly and I knew I should be able to stop this. I thought the water was just going to yeah. make a tunnel and go around me, but it didn't work, man. Yeah, I can't. Um, Not I, quite I powerful enough in my dream. Yeah, I make like blow things up and stuff like it doesn't quite doesn't quite work. Out. It still goes dreamy fired as opposed to, you know, completely dreamy. And this, this trying to stop the water was a total foul. I knew it should work, but it just didn't. 
I, I got I got distracted by um I did Oops. get a bit interested in my dream pretty much, yeah. That's my <laughs> I knew that I was coming. I did, I did. And it was like um I'm gonna use I'm gonna tell this person that it's basically the end of the world, there's gonna be an apocalypse or whatever, um, so that she would acquiesce to my solution. That's a bit dark. Wow. Yeah, I know it was it was like, darkness. I was being manipulated. yeah, I was yeah, my uh my that rule. It didn't work was, though. I'm not going any further. <laughs> 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 you don't need to know. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So it was a meaningful, maybe in my yeah, um, yeah, demanded demand meaningful thing, but um, yeah, no, nothing. Right, I, I, I got a weird thing happen today, but you know my phone's rubbish, so I can't listen to podcasts on my phone because the. Can you ring people on it. I can I can ring people on it. I'm watching. Basically, the battery dies too fast if I listen to stuff, but the um little like headphone jack things rubbish so the headphone keeps coming on things so i i don't use that anymore I, what i do is like before i go work i download a load of podcasts and usually i know what i'm uh, oh no i got a little mp3 player i download them on that and i'd like do five or six and then i listen to them throughout the day and um i usually know what i'm like what i've downloaded so i downloaded a load of podcasts which i thought i knew all the podcasts i downloaded and earlier on, I was just like listening to it, doesn't matter what I was listening to, but I was thinking about uh, Hitler and um, uh, maybe Hitler was like a, not a patsy, but he was like a front man and he, I can't even remember what I was really thinking about, but he was like not a real, he was, he was just like a, yeah, like a, like, I think I was thinking about when it, maybe if he went to Argentina and like, why would he not still be, like Hitler, who wanted to be a megalomaniac, and I don't know why, if he would run away and I hide him. Like yeah, and, and like he was, he was playing a role, and I and it, like Napoleon who came back. Yeah, yeah, but then in my head, it, it, as I was going through this sort of thinking, it made me think about um, Anna Annalise Mikkel, whatever, the German girl who was possessed. You know, the exorcism of Emily Rose. She got possessed, yeah. and eventually she died. But yeah. she had like six demons in her. One of them was like Lucifer. One of them was uh, Judas. One of them was Cain. One of them was like this priest, disgraced priest. Yeah. One of them was meant to be Hitler. And I can't remember who yeah. the other one was. And I was thinking about her because um, I think there was a bit during when she was speaking where the demons come through and uh, Judah, I, know, I think it was Judas or Cain or whatever, come through and said, oh, Hitler, no one in hell listens to Hitler. He's just like got a big mouth. I was thinking, oh, that sort of, that sort of backs up maybe what I was thinking because he, he, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't anything special. He was like a front man. So he's just got a big mouth. He likes, talks big, but he isn't really thing. Okay. Strange. Listen to podcasts. All of a sudden this podcast come on. I don't know how I, I don't remember. I don't know what it is. I don't know the name of it. I don't know where it come from and it was about the possession of uh what's her name uh thingy annalise michaels or michelle's or whatever you call her and it was like just the story of her possession i was like what the fuck does this come from i must have downloaded it i must have like been clicking through podcasts last night not really wow. thinking about it i thought i'll just but i don't remember it and then it come on i thought what's this and the bloke started talking about it and going through the story and it's like oh because me and you talked about it before on one of our podcasts like you know this is pretty fucking strange and then i was listening another bit was i was listening he played back um you know with her being possessed talking yeah. didn't understand what she's saying but it was a where if you go and listen to her she's got like a tone in her voice and you know you get like um 
there can be certain tones and music that make you yeah, yeah. reach yeah. certain states. If you go and listen yeah. to the recording, almost some of it is like the guttural, like, it's almost as if it could elicit that sort of response in certain people. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. I was listening to it. That it was eliciting that kind of response. No, it didn't. I just thought it was very strange. I got this podcast. It was about fifteen minutes long on my in the middle of the podcast. I download that I don't remember downloading, and it was like linked into the thing because. And even in that podcast, it said about Hitler um, coming through and being like a big mouth. He's like nothing in hell. He's just a big mouth. It was a bit strange. Well, whatever, whatever it is. Maybe there is. Who knows? Very strange. Well, you've got to be careful if you're being possessed, Henley. Well, I don't know where this podcast come from. I'm going to have to go back and look where the fuck it come from. I don't know how it got on my MP3 player. When did we do... What uh, What date did we do the last podcast? It was last Friday, wasn't it? Yeah. That was... Was that, the, was that, our, was that Halloween Friday? That was our Halloween, yeah. No, Halloween was Saturday, I think. Right, okay. I didn't have a... I, I didn't have... I didn't have anything, any weird dreams. But do you remember I said to you, I, I, it's like the next day, usually the day after um, Halloween, that I feel like it's all a bit more... A bit more yeah. Like day after, I suppose that's my evening of my actual... Yeah, actually the evening of Halloween. No, the day after, woke up in the night. I, I just like... And you know when you just like... I had this overwhelming, like... I felt scared. I was, it was, maybe it's like, I'm not scared of Halloween. I'm not scared of, I'm not scared to get up in the night, you know. I'm not scared of shit like that. I'm, I'm, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm all right. Stupid. But, but yeah, I'm stupid. But, but I woke up in the I have night no fear. I had that feeling that there was something about that don't, you know, like, yeah. Don't, I needed a wee, but I couldn't get up. I was too scared to get up and go for a wee. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? I'm that is pretty ridiculous. Up. But it, that was that feeling that, you know, that just that, that something wasn't quite right. And I just couldn't. And it was maybe because I did, I put, put me a um, big glass of whiskey. That must have been Halloween evening. I put my glass of whiskey outside and lit a candle and invited people in, right, to come and have a I said, no one bad, but, you know, if you want to come through and whatever. Yeah. So maybe something was like, yeah, I'm going to drink your whiskey and whatever. And, but I did. It was definitely. Hanging a, around now. It was definitely a. Presence. A, a, a ominent, yeah, it definitely was. Like, <laughs> yeah. But um, I didn't get on investigate. I more or less pulled the covers over my head. I was like, <laughs> I, did. I did. It was very, it was very bizarre. So anyway, that was my only, my only. Do you know what this is? up in the night because it was dark, kind of thing. But a little bit bizarre, not bizarre. But you know, people say about the moon. Yeah. What, um, like phases of the moon, like they feel differently. Like lots oh, of people yeah. say, like the full moon affects them. Years. I don't know if I ever spoke to you before. I'm sure I have about the no moon, like the new moon. Makes yeah. me makes me angry. Yeah, I think yeah. You, and um, the lack, of, huh? lack of moon. Yeah, like it, yeah. if there's any any point like the moon cycle, it will be when there's an like a new moon, and that can sometimes make me feel like grumpy. Yeah. And I think what's day fifth, fourth? Remember, new moon was yesterday, or the day before. But the day before, I was really, I felt really grumpy, like really short, and couldn't answer people and i haven't felt like this for ages so i went and checked and it was basically the new moon isn't it <laughs> yeah so there you go yeah still... there was no reason for me to feel like it and then i just thought do you know what i'm going to check the phase of the moon because it could have been anything i could just be feeling a bit yeah. grumpy but it is and i haven't felt like that for ages but i know whenever i feel like this it's always the new fucking moon man cheese man lactose intolerant 
not cheese. I don't. I, well, I did. I did actually have cheese sandwich. I'm going with the moon though, and I don't generally go for that sort of thing. But any time in the past where I've had been like periods where I just like a day where I just feel a bit more grumpy, it's I don't get it all every month. It's been uh, probably a couple of years since I felt it, but I, yeah, it, it affected me. But maybe that's linked in. I've been reading a book called what's it called? Shaman sage healer about the inca shamans and about you know connecting with your spiritual energy field and connecting with infinity maybe because i started doing that it's connecting me more with the the sphere of energy and waves of energy and all that malarkey maybe i'm going to read more of it see if i can do a bit of um, chakra meditation or maybe i shouldn't maybe i should in a shape shift in a shape shift it's a new moon not a full moon the full moon does nothing. Two weeks, you get a shape it's shift. Always, always been the new moon. For me. Awesome. I keep an eye out to, um, I don't know, not do a podcast on when it's the new moon or something like that. It's not like that. It's just uh, yeah. Yeah. all that. All right. Have you got actually got any proper news? Oh, is that not news? Yeah, I've got. Um, maybe have I? Let me have a look. Let me see what I've got. Um, yes, I have because I'm going to do my usual. Well, let's do COVID. COVID. Um, lots and lots of sports people around the world, young, fit-ish, well, they are fit sports people around the world are collapsing with dodgy hearts and stuff like that. Um, I've got a, I've got a big list of like professional and, sports, and people. no one can explain it. Why would it happen? I don't know why on earth it could possibly happen. Have you got any ideas what could possibly have made these people? I really, really before? haven't got a clue. If anyone who's listening to this has got any ideas, could you let us know? Yeah, because <laughs> we really couldn't figure it out. Uh, there are just so many. Like um, There is loads. I or I don't know about loads, but you do keep there hearing. Is. There is. But, but yeah, the only thing I would say, well, I'll have to be like the devil's advocate. I don't know how many there were before. Yeah, I was about to you say that to you. I've got no clue. I've got yeah. no clue whether that happens all the time anyway. I mean, maybe it was prevalent before, but I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think it's, um, you know, maybe linked to something. So I'm not going to go through the whole list. But you say go. prevalent. Is that not a word? Mm. Prevalent. Pre- prevalent. No, prevalent. Pre- prevalent. Not prevalent. Prevalent. Both, Both of those. It's one or the other. Both anyway, those, carry yeah. on. Uh, yeah, carry on. Carry on, carry on. Get rid Have of you seen there's stuff. a new pill for COVID pill? No, there isn't a new pill. Is they've they've agreed it for the UK, UK use. You can take this new pill. It's yeah, good. It reduces your chance of whatever by 80 odd percent in it. Can't use ivermectin or whatever. Um, what's the other one? Is it ivermectin? Uh, yeah, you can't use that. Hydroxychloroquine, because ivermectin. Or whatever. It, all it is, it's because obviously the, you know for a fact like the, the but Apparently, the either what is it? Hydrochloroquine. I can't pronounce the hydroxychloroquine. Word. Hydroxychloroquine obviously works, but just call it harlequin. It's already there, so they can't redo it. And then oh, we are, um, pay, yeah, everyone, everyone it. knows. It comes down to. I'm not right, sure um, whether this this pill is the one that's um, produced off of a variation of ivermectin. Anyway. Oh, this is what we're talking about. Um, I think we could very briefly mention it, me and you together, but I haven't got it on my thing. Um, this uh, bird flu outbreak in the UK. Uh, oh, yeah. There's currently a 
uh, a bird flu outbreak in the UK. UK? Uh, UK, I say. I completely forgot about that. Bird flu UK. Bird flu UK. Um, basically, there's been a avian influenza prevention zone declared across the whole of Great Britain. Poultry keepers must take action now to protect their flocks from bird flu this winter. <laughs> They've all got to have their booster jabs. Yeah. Or cold. Yeah. We have to kill all the birds in the UK. It might. You know what? It could be, it could just be Bernard Matthews has created this so that people buy his turkeys really, you know, quickly. Um, it basically, following a number of detections of avian influenza in wild birds across Great Britain, we've declared an avian influenza prevention zone across the whole of Great Britain. This means that all bird keepers must take action now to prevent disease spreading to poultry and other domestic birds. Whether you keep a few birds or a few thousand now legally required to introduce higher biosecurity, blah, 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 blah. Basically, you know, it, it says that bird flu poses a very low food, very low food safety risk for UK consumers. Very low. Very low. So if you very eat birds, low. there's a very low risk of you catching bird flu. So there's, so there's a risk of you catching bird flu now from eating the... the, the it's um, very low. Is that, is that true? I suppose we understand it. Technically, if it's in the, it, is it in the food chain? really haven't got a clue. I don't think story. maybe that's. I don't know. Tell me, bro. I'm asking you the question. I don't know. I got. Hey, I got I one here. Is that all you got for no, bird no. flu? I mean, are we worried about I, bird flu? Are we worried about I, that? I, Should we be worried? I don't trust our government at all. So oh, I don't trust them. Been to the shore. So what's that? Oh Bill yeah. Gates plus, Bill Gates has just said, "Oh, there could be like 10, 10 smallpox attacks around the world. You should watch. Watch out." Yeah. What do you reckon? Six, else, oh, it's six months for that, is it? It's usually about six months, isn't it? Since he says saying. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, have you got something on a bird? I've got nothing on bird flu. All I saw this oh. earlier. There's a slightly more transmissible Delta subvariant in the US. In the so, US or UK? No, US. So called AY.4.2. This coronavirus subvariant has reared up in Rhode Island, Nevada, Maryland, North Carolina, Massachusetts, Washington, Florida, California, and the District of Columbia. Health authorities are sure that. What could that be? Uh, what could that call being called? No, no, no. Uh, authorities are sure that current vaccines effectively fight the variant. So why even bother bringing it up? And while it may spread more quickly, there's no evidence that it causes more severe illness. No, because they don't. Generally, the World Health Organization has not yet clocked it as a variant under investigation or variant of concern. However, its appearance reinforces the need to get vaccinated. So that's like a minor. It's not like, oh, there's a new variant because. Because I think everyone's yeah. like Delta's in everyone's head, isn't it? It's like the Delta variant is like terrible. Don't go near Delta. So if they bring out a new one, it's just like, oh, it's a slightly it's Delta with a hat on. It's like top of the morning to your boys. <laughs> Europe facing COVID catastrophe, World Health Authority issues dire warning. It comes as a number of coronavirus cases in Europe has risen for nearly six consecutive weeks with daily deaths hiking for more than seven weeks. Official county country data compiled by AFP shows 250,000 new confirmed cases and 3,600 per day in the outlined thingy. Um, basically what it comes, it is Hans Klug says the current pace of Transmission across 53 countries, European regions, great concern. UK, though, haven't left the EU as part of the European region, really. Miss Klug 
blamed the soaring cases on insufficient vaccine coverage and the relaxation of public health measures. How on earth can cases be linked to insufficient vaccine coverage when it's not a vaccine, it doesn't prevent you getting it at all, has nothing to do with it whatsoever? Answer on the postcard, please, to the well, big conspire. Well, there is lots of... Um report saying it stops the spread or uh ho no it stops it reduces reduces the spread well i've looked at a few studies that say that it does it i mean i don't know they could be lying but no, just saying it doesn't doesn't help anybody does it well, it doesn't because it doesn't no they're saying it, it could reduce the spread uh, well just because it doesn't align with your point of view doesn't mean it doesn't stop or doesn't you know, reduce it doesn't stop it it maybe reduces it you have to admit, um, maybe it does. I don't know. I don't have to admit anything. I saw um, a video uh, on um, Twitter. It was Australian, one of the health people talking, and we were talking, and we were saying, I don't know how to explain it, but in New South Wales, Canberra, I don't I know saw that. the region, uh, yeah. the, uh, the hospitals are basically full of people that may be suffering from a, from a, a long form of COVID. Uh, we're yeah. not really sure. What, it's like, well, it could have something to do with your vaccine. Yeah, which they isn't a vaccine. could all be so vaccinated. He, he did. He did. You know, maybe they just, maybe they just, just don't really get what's going on. Maybe they don't. No, he, it, what's he going to do? Come out and say our hospitals are full of vaccinated people? That's not going to work, is it? Yeah, but he can't say that, can he? No. I could. I saw the video, and he was like per quite perplexed. Well, he wasn't. He looked like he, did he look, looked. He did look perplexed. Yeah, he, he looked. looked like, well, no, he yeah, looked like, quite shifty, like he was lying. <laughs> That's what he looked like. Yeah, but he did. I mean, yeah, like, how do I cover this shit up? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. How yeah. do I say they're all in hospital after being vaccinated? We, we, we can't explain it. It may be some form of long COVID. So uh, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> get so go and, get your, go and get your vaccination. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. A little bit more. Oh. Is it a bit more serious? I don't know. But have you heard about the British government? being awesome and not trying to be sleazy or anything at all mm, i've never heard that before do you ever have you do you know anything about the little thing that's been going on a year owen patterson yeah yeah it's uh yeah but it's all right because you know what i mean because um he had a really bad two years because his wife died so it's all right for him to accept money or bribes and shit like that so you know no, if, you no, a bad, if you have a bad time you'll have to take underhands and um no no she she died afterwards He'd already been taking uh, it. Oh, right, so basically for people not, not in the UK, I mean, I'm not across the whole of the story uh, or I haven't got all oh, the details, but... but he's, he's allowed to appeal, so, you know, it's all right. No, no, he's, he's quit, so he's not. Um, right, so, so the story, uh, the basics of it. Uh, MP, Tory MP, Owen Patterson, uh, takes, I think it's almost half a million, isn't it, in, like donations from companies which he then goes on to like lobby for these companies within parliament which is it's not illegal but it's against the rules i don't know if it's legal it's not going to go to prison for it but it's against it's against parliamentary rules okay let's just say he's gonna it's against parliamentary rules so he gets found out and it has to go to like an independent commission to so they go and look at it and see whether he's done right or wrong. Basically, they come back and say, nope, he's done wrong. And they've given him like a really, really shit sanction. They give him a 30-day 
they give him a 30 yeah. day basically simbin so he can't be an mp oh, for 30 days Go home and uh, take to have a thirty-day holiday, basically. Yeah, have a 30, but during during the time where he's under investigation, apparently his wife killed herself, which you know is a bit grim for him. But he's saying, I thought he was earlier. I didn't think it. No, he's because he's no, no, not in the last thirty days. But he's no, because he got a thirty-day suspension. He's saying because of all the ongoing investigation, his wife, under the pressure of it, she killed herself. That's part of his excuse. And he's saying like, oh, let me off because she killed herself because there was too much pressure of all this ongoing investigation, despite me breaking these rules that I knew were rules. He, part of his defense is, because I declared it, it's okay, it should be fine. Despite you not being allowed to do it. You're not allowed to take money and then like try and, you know, not allowed. Go into the house as a barman. Like and, America, yeah. You're allowed to do it. You're not well, allowed to lobby in this. Well, you know how to take money and then lobby for the company you've been, or the companies. It's more than one company. Anyway, so he gets this 30-day suspension. So the Tories are like, okay, we don't, we don't agree with this. So what we're going to do is we're going to put for a motion in Parliament to actually change the rules. So um, we're going to get rid of the body, that the independent body that looks at whether... Um, politicians are doing wrong stuff and going to replace it with this other body which is mostly filled with Tory politicians and the chairman is going to be an ex-Tory politician but it's all fine people don't worry it's not like it's pretty much like marking your own homework isn't it it's like oh it was yeah yeah, yeah. so they went to parliament and they went to do this put this um new law through or to change change the old law but they also whip their whip the politicians whip their tories which means that they have to they're not allowed to go against the vote to yeah. get it through parliament because tories got a big majority there's a chance that some backbenchers will ever be like oh this is not right because it's basically corruption you know you're setting yourself up to mark your own homework basically yeah. so the tories whipped it they got it through etc yeah huh? No that? checks and balances. Yeah. Checks and well, balances. Yeah. The checks and balances are made by the people who break the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, well. yeah. They it's pretty own. much like it's pretty much like the if a burglar goes in your house and burgles it, then he's allowed to like have a judgment on himself whether he was yeah. a burglar. Anyway, so it went through. But the big backlash from other politicians from other sides, um, the media and that saying this is not right this is like you know what, what this is was, you're you're installing corruption into the government you're like taking out we'll do, a go on we'll we'll do a little um a little committee we'll have four um was it four tories yeah and then we'll have two labor uh, mps one liberal and then the other one would be something else and the the other the part the labor and um liberal said we're not getting involved in it no, plus, do it. So no, it, was plus less, it was just Tories. Yeah. Would have been plus, there was a chairman, and the chairman was going to be picked yeah. from Tory. So, like an ex, and the chairman, if there was like a, a hung vote, the, the chairman would get the deciding vote. So, it yeah. was all stacked against. And what they were going to say is like, once this has gone through and we set this up, then Owen Peterson could like go through. He was going to have to be re sort of evaluated. Yeah. Media outlaw outrage and they don't think. And basically, the following day, they've come out. The toys have come out and said, "Oh, sorry, we're scrapping this. Don't worry. Look over there. Nothing to see here, people. We weren't trying to be corrupt. You know, we're just getting rid of it because you know it's it was it was a great plan, but you know we're we're not going to do it." 
and then Owen Peterson himself has resigned because he doesn't want to go through the pro. He didn't want to go through the process again, and potentially get found. Anyway, it's just a shit show, and it just it just exposes the the thinking of these politicians. I mean, at the moment it's the Tories because they're in power, but all of them would do the same sort of thing. It's like they basically thought people would just not bother and not be interested in them being corrupt and sorting shit out for themselves i mean this is a small thing the amount of stuff that that is going on that needs correcting yeah. is huge the, but this is like one one thing it happened between um the lobbying happened between 2016 and 2018 yeah uh his wife apparently she was 40 but she looks a lot older than that sorry i apologize <laughs> before his wife's death in 2020 um he was, she, Mr. Peterson suggested the way the investigation was conducted may have contributed to, to her suicide. Um, was there some other thing now to pressure him into? I don't know, giving up. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think there's some other underhandedness. I don't know any. You know the whole. I probably. Anyway, I think I, the I whole. No, no. I, I don't think that's that's not the problem here. Like the whole process there is not the problem. The process is our government trying to change the rules just so they can sort themselves out so they can't get and uh, they can't get done for any sort of corruption that's the problem what, what i was saying to you earlier about um with this new law they want to push through about the um the, the online it's supposed to be like a a, a hate online yeah, thing. Us, putting, yeah. You know, it's like they're trying to push through lots of stuff which you know they can get away with and you know Oh, that, that'll go through. I think I've heard about that like a while ago, but it's still going to go through at some point. I don't know how they're going to police that because how do you how do you judge who's going to be hurt by online fucking comments? It'd be, um, it'd be like climate deniers, COVID deniers. It'll be you're 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 upsetting people. You're um you're you're calling. I know, but everyone they everyone you can find. No matter what you talk about, you can find someone who's going to get upset, but it will be pick and choosing what. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, the problem. It'll, yeah, it'll be, yeah. Uh, it won't matter if they upset me because they're lying about where they're lying about, but it won't matter if upset. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't bother me either. I'm not the person. I'm not going to complain to whoever because someone posted something online. It's like, oh, oh no, they've upset my feelings. Oh, it's fucking. Oh, dear. Uh, what? Well, so. I, I did have um, just one. Anyway, that, that was huge corruption in the Tory party at the moment yeah. in our government. Tories, they're all government, whole of government. I know they're all corrupt, but this is like brought to the forefront. But I bet if we had an election tomorrow, people would still vote back in. Also, would. Oh, it was. Um, uh, they they went to they went to the LBC interviewing people from Thingy Wallop, whatever he was the MP for this. Um, Peterson and they, they asked one lady, it was like. Oh, after this corruption thingy, would you change who you would vote for? She was like, probably not. She was like, I'm not generally a um, I never what well, she's only quite posh actually, but I'm not generally wasn't never really a Tory voter, but I'd still vote Tory. It's like, <laughs> yeah, makes no sense. Then they, does start, it? Then they did ask a few other people, and they were like, oh yeah, probably. You know what? What have they ever done for this area and stuff like that? So it's like, I, I wouldn't vote Tory again. So what did anyway. the Romans ever do for us? Anyway, because it's fixed. So I told you that. Um, there, yeah. There's a story. Sorry, can I just go back to just COVID? I know you're bored. You can go back there. The Alf, the um, it's from says it's from two hours ago, which I might makes probably like four hours ago now. But the Alpha COVID variant is in our pets. 
here's what you need to know. I know this is like an, it's, it was an old story about this, but it's obviously popped up again. It's basically just saying that animals have got one dog and two cats or something had a PCR test, which we all know is like the bollocks anyway. Yeah, but um, things like lasagnas have had PCR tests and they've had COVID. Exactly. So the pets are suffering from um, severe myocarditis, basically. Heart disease or whatever. And it's like. What, from COVID? Well, or the vaccines? Got People got vaccinated. Probably what it is. They got, they got, you jabbed your. Um, yeah, it's bullshit. Or whatever. They call it off you. They call it off you, you double jabbed, prion spreading, um, fucking mutate genetically. I just, another, that listener, we've just lost that listener now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they went long ago. They did, yeah. Anyway, um, and that's it. Really, I think I've got news. Yeah, I've got I've nothing. There was there was another story in my head earlier, and I can't remember what it was. So we'll skip that for now. I talked to you about China last week about the food in China. And that what food? Basically, basically, like China has to get. I think I might have talked about this. They um they can't produce all their own food after it import their food. So therefore, there's no way they could risk having a war with the West unless they invaded um they'd have to invade um Korea, Vietnam. Taiwan at exactly the same time. And there's also you also have to knock out all of the Americas and you know. There's also else. one other option you're not considering. They would happily let like half their population die and just be like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. Out then, I don't know if you recorded that. They'd happily let their own people starve. Yeah, be like, oh, we'll keep the good ones and the other ones can not. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Possibly I'm not sure before. they're that that bothered. A little no, bit bothered I mean, because obviously people are soldiers. I think they've quite they've, there's a fair bit of dissent in China, a bit more than um. I mean, the people are you know pressed and they're thingy, but I think there's more dissent there than possibly than we know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe. Anyway, they 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 rely on everyone else to give them food. That's what I'm just saying. You know, if there was I think a lot of their crops have failed this year. Yeah, a lot of crops everywhere have failed, brother. Even my no, why? Because they're spraying. Because the Earth's had enough of us. Yeah, because they're, they're destroying them. And then they'll be like, oh, we have the solution. GA genetically modified crops. Yeah, fuck off. Just whatever. Take the sludge and chuck it up your ass. We're all going to get... Sludge. We're all eating sludge soon. Yes, we will be. All in their genetically modified fucking, I don't know, cancer-causing shit. I've got 15 years of supplies in my house. I'm all right. Cool. I really haven't. <laughs> I know. I haven't got fifteen. I I haven't got fifteen minutes. No. Right. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. We've got. I've got no more news unless I remember that news story I really want to talk about. Then I can't remember what it is. I'll come back to it. So tonight, bro, as it's November yeah. the fifth. Remember, remember the fifth of November. Gunpowder, treason, and plot. Uh, something and something. I see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. The only, I think the only way most people are going to know that, certainly um, who are not English or probably younger English, younger Britons, is from V for Vendetta. Most the younger ones don't even know what that film is now. It's so bloody. No, probably not. I watched, I watched that yesterday. Great film. We'll talk about it later. Um, yeah, so... The gunpowder plot. Yeah. What is your... Okay, so gunpowder plot is the... it's, a, it's a thing... Layman's terms. In the... 
I would say UK, but is it UK or is it just England? It was... Um... No, no, like celebrated now or still remembered. Is it UK or England? I suppose it's just England, isn't it? Because at the time... Yeah, it still is just yeah. England, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so what is your... At the time, it would have been any Protestant... Um, any Protestants would have been celebrating it. Okay. Not celebrating the plot, but celebrating the discovery. What is your... Um... Which on brief knowledge of the gunpowder plot? What is like a, a few well, second overview? There was when I was a kid, there was this bloke called um, Guy Fawkes, and he got all this gunpowder, and he went under the houses of Parliament, and he was going to blow up the Queen and Parliament, and then he got discovered, and that was it. And then we let off fireworks after that. That is that is the um the gist of it basically. He hang on a minute, no, let me go back. He was going to destroy. He was going to blow up um the Protestant. Um, government and king at the time and then the Catholics could come in and put their queen stuff on the and we'd all be Catholic. That that was that was the the layman's children's sort of thing of it. That's pretty uh, much the exact thing. Well done. Right. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna go home now. Awesome. Okay, so yeah, that's that's pretty much what the gunpowder uh, plot was. And in the UK on November the fifth is the anniversary of he the brief overview he just gave we set off or we set off fireworks in remembrance of foiling this plot of the dastly catholics and their evil ways yeah fireworks and like obviously as time goes so, by this this um we'll get there later we'll get there later we'll go into a bit more but i'm just saying at the uh, when we, when we were younger we're in our late 40s now dear we are aren't we? You're I'm, late 40s. I'm late 40s you're not you're not mid to late 40s okay when we were younger there would be the fireworks there'd be like three or four days generally encompassing fireworks being let off there'd be big bonfires there'd be effigies where you'd make an effigy you'd so you'd um get some yeah you'd get some clothes you'd stuff it with like straw or newspaper you'd get like a uh make a head paint a face on it or get a mask and then during the bonfire you'd throw this effigy of guy fawkes on it before bonfire a few days previous to bonfire no, no yeah yeah no on the actual thing with the bonfires but before that sometimes you'd go and outside think... and go penny for the guy people would you'd make you'd make this the kids would make this effigy yes you kid axe for your mates kids would make this effigy of Guy Fawkes and then they'd take him like around the streets and they'd basically just say to people penny for the guy and people would give you money because you made this effigy and eventually what we, the... we weren't allowed because mum dad said we'd be begging if we yeah that, that was true but we should have um, been begging shut up bro so they'd have this effigy and people would give you money and then if you could you would like save up and maybe buy some fireworks some mini rockets from China they were cool um or sweets or coke or maybe some people might buy cigarettes i don't know but that was a thing and as the years went on obviously the penny the actual penny for the guy things fade away i haven't seen that in years now yeah i've not seen it for years and also the like the home because everyone used to be honest what you buy for about 10 pence i don't know anyway pound for a guy sorry go on carry on um the whole fireworks celebration thing has also died down since we were younger before you'd be in your garden or you know get a few people together in their garden you'll buy fireworks you come around you'd let, let them off but this is 
um it's it's died down in recent years in uh replacement by sort of what's it called communal fireworks yeah. arranged by a, like the local yeah. council or whatever yeah fireworks yeah. display so because fireworks can be quite dangerous there's, there's can't been they? quite a lot of fireworks around here tonight there's been a lot yes also you got to remember it's diwali at the same time tell you what diwali last night that was wicked that they should do diwali on they should just join in with us and just do well it is isn't it at the same time as guy as um fireworks but everything they don't used... celebrate executing catholics like no they, do. they don't <laughs> anyway there's <laughs> lots of they, there can be lots of fireworks people in their gardens before there would be like communal <laughs> firework displays and <laughs> their last couple of years obviously they've gone away but i think the, the as time goes on the guy Fawkes fireworks celebration is <laughs> diminishing that's what i'm trying to get at there seems to be less fireworks over yeah, the years right. yeah. than when we were younger. Yeah, I used to love it. I used to go um, fireworks night. I'd, um, I'd like to walk. I remember walking like in the evening or listen to all the fireworks and imagine being invaded by I don't know whoever. And it's uh, like it'd be like because we used to like watching World War War films and I'd, you know, it'd be like I was in a war and all the smog and the smoke. And yeah, stuff. smoke so, from all the fireworks going off and that. A fake war when I was a kid. I used to dream of war. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Okay, so the, a bit of the history of Guy Fawkes, but just a little bit before that. So uh, going back to probably got to start with Henry VIII, haven't you? What year? Where, where was Henry and the split yeah, from yeah, split from the Catholic, Catholic Church. I don't know the year. Quickly, Henry VIII, King of England, big fat Henry liked to eat a chicken leg. He wasn't. He was only fat when he died, but he was quite healthy and stuff. Uh, you know. Oh, maybe when he was 20. Anyway, yeah. everyone knows him as Big Fat Henry. Big Fat Ginger Henry. Um, <laughs> like to eat chicken lead, like to lop his wife's head off. He was a Catholic. He was married to a Catholic. Catholics, weren't they? Yeah, pretty much. If you're a Christian, you were considered Catholic, yeah. Anyway, so quickly, he wanted to get divorced. The Pope said no. He said, oh, well, you know, I'm a... I'm, ordained by god to come and rule this country i might as well just be the conduit to to god i'll bugger the pope pope off out of it and I'll, I'll just be the head of the church in england and that's what happened and then he divorced his wife because he was the head of the church and started, he basically started the church of england is that right yes he became the head of the church of england um and then that all linked into being a protestant a bit later on in church of england. he yeah so he got rid of that his First wife, he didn't kill her. Second wife, actually, first wife, he had Mary. Mary, bloody Mary, turned out to be. Second wife got married, blah. She gave him daughter Elizabeth. He weren't happy. She died anyway in childbirth. Next wife, Anne Boleyn, dirty witch. She gave him a son. Whoa, whoa. Stop Wasn't that Catherine right? Aragon. Catherine Aragon was first. Yeah. Oh, no, Elizabeth yeah. was... Um, I'm getting confused now. Catherine Aragon was first. Then it was Anne Boleyn, who, where he got Elizabeth. Then it was Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour, which gave him the son, which he was happy about. But she then died in childbirth. Then it was Anne of Cleves, who he divorced because she was ugly. Well, probably because he wanted to marry somebody else. No, no, no. There was a, they used to do pictures there, like sent a picture of her and she looked really nice. But when he met her, he's like, nope, she looks a bit like a frog. So he got rid of her. And then the next one was... I remember some other one and he chopped her head off as well and then Catherine Howard. okay 
Yeah, she and she had sex with her brother or something. Yeah, who outlived him. him. Anyway, so basically that then Mary Queen of Scots, she was a Catholic, ruled Mary Queen of Scots, that's not right. Mary Quit Bloody Mary, Mary the First of England. She ruled, she was a Catholic. She persecuted the Protestants a little bit, because that's what happened back then. And then she died. Her sister, Elizabeth, came to the throne. She was a Protestant. So went a little bit the other way against the Catholics at the time. Elizabeth I was the Virgin Queen. She never had sex in her life. If you believe that, you'll believe anything. You'll believe COVID is real and the vaccines work. And she, But she died childless. So they went and, you know, different lines of succession, but eventually the parliament settled on let's go get james the sixth of scotland he can come and be our king like oh yeah he's a good protestant he'll come but his mother who was mary queen of scots was a catholic so they thought well we'll get him and the catholics of england thought he'll be all right his mum was a catholic he can't be that bad on us as can't be as bad as it was so we get james the sixth of scotland who was james the first of england at the same time make him king but because his parliament was a little bit dodgy. They were Protestant, but they were a little bit extreme. He sort of had to placate them, so he didn't. He wasn't very nice to the Catholics. And that's where this plot comes from, basically. The gunpowder plot. So yes. he got he got King of England on the 1603, I believe. James I. James I of England, James VI of Scotland, James I of England, same person. He was the King of Scotland, King of England at the same time, but England and Scotland at that time were not joined together. They were ruled by separate parliaments. Right. 1603, James I. Yes. When he got in, because his mother was a, because his mother was a Catholic, he was a Protestant, the catholics in england who were under a lot of pressure you know be good you know they were looked at a bit sideways you know like oh dirty catholics they thought oh he'll, he'll give us a bit of leeway it never happened because his parliament was very protestant and very they were sort of militant extreme protestants they didn't like catholics and he had to placate them to remain in power as the king of england because obviously he was the the king of scotland but who the fuck wants to be that england's so much more powerful Okay, that's that. yeah, <laughs> okay. <right. laughs> it, it probably was true. It wasn't quite that simple. So that's where the gunpowder plot was born. You got a group of Catholics decide, do you know what? We don't like this. We want to get rid of this um, Protestant king, probably a lot of his parliament, and then we'll put a Catholic on the throne. So the gunpowder plot of 1605 in early earlier centuries often called the gunpowder treason plot or the jesuit plot or the jesuit treason sorry was a failed assassination attempt or against king james i by a group of provincial english catholics led by robert catsby who sought to restore the catholic monarchy from the church of england after decades of intolerance against catholics yeah the plan was to blow up the houses of lords the Houses of Parliament, during the state opening of Parliament on the 5th of November 1605 as a prelude to the popular revolt in the Midlands during which um, Jamie's nine-year-old daughter Elizabeth was to be installed as the Catholic head of state. Yeah. So as I said up. before, James took power from Elizabeth 
uh, after Elizabeth I died without any heirs. And some Catholics believe that the martyrdom of James's mother, Mary Queen of Scots, would encourage James to convert to the Catholic faith. And the Catholic houses of Europe may also have shared that hope. James's attitude towards Catholics was more moderate than that of his predecessors, perhaps even tolerant. He swore that he would not persecute any that will not be quiet and give an outward obedience to the law. So he basically said, if you're a good Catholic, you won't get persecuted. He lied. And believed that exile was, better, was a better solution than capital punishment. I would be glad to have both their heads and their bodies separated from this whole island and transported to beyond its sea. So he was like, oh, if you're a Catholic and you're a bad person, we won't lop your head off. We'll just send you to... Leave. Yeah, leave. Send you to Australia, although we haven't discovered that yet. But Apparently that no. was um, Hitler's plan at the beginning, but he ended up killing people instead. He just wanted people so to So did leave. James the First. There you go. Um... So who 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 discovered the plot? No, no, no. We we got we got more before we even get to the plot. Okay, cool. Uh, during this time, there was intense friction between Catholics and Protestants, with several plots by Catholics to assassinate Protestant rulers in Europe and England, including the plot to poison, including a pot plot to poison Elizabeth the first. I think there was also a rebellion or like a they tried to do a rebellion in sixteen oh one against Elizabeth. Couple of years before she died, well, and that uh, failed. Tried to invade the country. The Spanish did. Yeah, that was that was twenty years before. Yeah, well, I mean, they still tried. Fifteen eighty. I think fifteen eighty eight was the Armada. And do you know why that failed? Because it got windy. Because God was a Protestant, <laughs> and he made the weather blow the Catholics round the coast and I, wrecked I all over their ships. John Dee made a deal with um, some angel. Hey, that could be it. Maybe he made a deal with a maybe he made a deal with a devil, possibly. Dun dun dun. Anyway, yeah. So God's a Protestant. God's a Protestant. He um, blew the Armada and wrecked load of their ships, and then they can invade. And basically, we won that battle again. Okay. The com the conspirators' principal aim was to kill King James, but many other important targets would also be present at the state opening, including the monarch's nearest relatives and members of the Privy Council. The senior judges of the English legal system, most of the Protestant aristocracy and the bishops of the Church of England would all have attended in their capacity as members of the House of Lords, along with members of the House of Commons. Another important objective was the kidnapping of the King's daughter Elizabeth, housed at Coombe Abbey near Coventry. She lived only 10 hey. miles... Coombe Abbey, yeah. That's where I was going to stay and I didn't because... Is that the very haunted place? Yes. Excellent. She lived only 10 miles north of Warwick, uh, convenient for the plotters, most of whom lived in the Midlands. Once the king and his parliament were dead, the plotters intended to install Elizabeth on the English throne as a titular queen. The fate of her brothers, Henry and Charles, would be improvised. Their role in state ceremonies was as yet uncertain. It's strange that they would choose... The girl, I suppose she was younger. Maybe I haven't looked up the ages, but I think she was younger. So she'd be more malleable. It's like, oh, I think she was 12. So we could put her on the throne, have her regent and then yeah. rule in her name. The plot's plan to use Henry Percy, 9th Earl of Northumberland as Elizabeth's regent, but most likely never informed him of this. <laughs> Fuck me. Okay, so we got some of the plotters, right? This, the person who, who was meant to have come up with the plan was Robert Catsby. 
He was born uh, 1573, died in 1605. So that tells you everything you need to know there as the gunpowder plot was in 1605. A man of, this is apparently a description, a man of ancient, historic and distinguished lineage. Uh, he was the inspiration behind lineage. the plot. Lineage, yeah, sorry. He was the inspiration behind the plot. He was described as, uh, by contemporaries, as a good-looking man, about six feet tall, athletic and a good swordsman. That's all you need to know, right. isn't it? Put that on your Facebook page. Uh, do they know about these people who were in the plot because of how what, how they treated Guy Fawkes after they captured him? Uh, it wasn't just Guy Fawkes. There was other ones as well. And there were 12 conspirators, yeah. Uh, well, there's a, little, there's a little bit more than just what Guy Fawkes said because they all run away as well. There's that. Anyway, yeah, yeah, another yeah, one. Yeah. Thomas Winter. He was born sometime around 1571 in Worcestershire. A Catholic who had hoped that James would be more sympathetic to their cause, but he was disappointed as James took a strong anti-Catholic position to appease Puritans in the government. Another one, John Wright, born in 1568, he was also a Catholic, a skilled swordsman and renowned for his courage. The Jesuit priest Oswald uh, Tesimond wrote that he possessed a good physique and sound constitution. Rather on the tall side, his features were pleasing. He was somewhat taciturn in manner, but very loyal to his friends, even if his friends were few. So he, he didn't had have a friend. friend. He had he had a friend. You right, mate? Uh, Christopher Wright, two years younger than his brother John, he was also a skilled swordsman. Christopher's appearance was slightly different from that of his brother, not like him in face, as being fatter and lighter coloured hair and taller a person. So his brother was six foot; he was over six foot tall. There you go. Yeah. Unusual Another one, Thomas Percy, a tall, physically impressive man. He became the fifth member of the gunpowder plot on Sunday, the 20th of May in 1604. Almost a year earlier, he had called at Robert Gatsby's home at Ashby St. Ledger's and complained bitterly about James, who since succeeding Elizabeth had done little to fulfill his expectations. He wanted uh, like the Catholics to be treated better as well. He'd threatened to kill the new king with his own hands, but was asked by Gatsby to restrain, him, to restrain himself and told, I am thinking of a most sure way and I will soon let thee know what it is. They went to see Gatsby and Gatsby's like, don't kill him, man. I got a plan. Let's stick don't it out. Yeah, don't strangle the king. Got a plan. Uh, Guy Fawkes. Okay, everyone, this is the main thing around Guy Fawkes Knight. It's named after him because he's the man who got caught red-handed. Born in 1570 in Stonegate, York, he is the most famous men involved in the gunpowder plot. In 1591, he sold the estate he inherited from his father and travelled to the continent to fight for Spain against the new Dutch Republic. Okay, so Guy Fawkes basically travelled around Europe as a mercenary for a little while. Yeah. Fighting against and I, Protestants. Yeah, obviously. fighting against Protestants for Catholics. Yeah. Uh, he, he's like the gunpowder man because he, while he was there, he was he, like a... He was a, um, a legend with gunpowder. Yeah, he was like a demolitions expert, basically. Yeah. You know, when you get like, you're bringing the, the group together, you've got like Robert Gatsby, he's, he's like the Hannibal, I was going to say Hannibal Lecter then. Uh, uh, Hannibal Smith, provide, he's like the plan. I, I will um, provide some... some, um, uh, some I suppose known evidence later on at the, uh, to, to to maybe shed some different light on a false flag that you may not talk about right at this moment in time. Okay, that's cool. To do to do with gunpowder, etc. Oh, carry on. Nice. Okay. All right. So the plot. 
Not a lot, just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> right, the first meeting between... It, the first, it was five conspirators uh, originally, which was, I think it was... It was um, Gatsby, Thomas Winter, John Wright. It wasn't Christopher, his brother brought in later. Thomas Percy and Guy Fawkes. They all met um, on the 20th of May, 1604, probably at the Duck and Drake Inn, just off the Strand ah. in London. Thomas Winter's usual, it was Thomas Winter's usual residence when staying in London. Gatsby, Thomas Winter and John Wright were in attendance, joined by Guy Fawkes and Thomas Percy. Alone in a private room, the five plotters swore an oath of secrecy on the prayer book. By coincidence, and ignorant of the plot, Father John Gerard, Gerard, a friend of Catsby, was celebrating mass in another room, and the five men subsequently received the Eucharist. Following their oath, the plotters left London and returned to their homes. The adjournment of Parliament gave them, they thought, until February 1605 to finalise their plans, so they had almost a year. The conspirators returned to London in October 1604 when Robert Keyes, a desperate man ruined and indebted, was admitted to the group. His responsibility was to take charge of Gatsby's house in Lambeth where the gunpowder and other supplies were to be stored. It was announced on the 24th of December that the reopening of Parliament would be delayed. Concern over the plague meant that rather than sitting in February, as the plotters had originally planned for, the Parliament would not it again until 3rd of October 605. Dogs are happy. That's all right. Okay, there's a contem a com I can't even read this word. A contemporaneous account of the uh, prosecution claimed that during this delay, the conspirators were digging a tunnel beneath Parliament. Okay, so what they say is that they um, had this house and they were digging a, a tunnel to try and get under Parliament. Yeah. And I think it was, uh, this, uh, this may have been a government fabrication. I'm not sure why the government would fabricate this. You'd have to think about it. As no evidence for the existence of a tunnel was presented by the prosecution. I think it may be to do with like times, like where they were in London and they're trying to like fit stuff in. He was not at the basement room, but rather ground floor room. Um, no, no, this, this later on. This was, is, there was no tunnel. Wait. That yeah, they no one's no one's ever found the tunnel. It was okay. used, I suppose it was used as just a thing to as a, a yeah. A the account of the tunnel people. comes directly from Thomas Winter's confession. So maybe because obviously he wasn't, he, he probably said, hey, "Yeah, we made a tunnel." And Guy Fawkes did not admit to the existence of such a scheme until his fifth interrogation. Logistic. So they wanted there to be a tunnel. Mm, yeah, Strange, isn't maybe, it? Yeah. Yeah, Logistically, digging a tunnel would have proved extremely difficult, especially as none of the conspirators, conspirators had any experience of mining. If the story is true, by 6th of December, the conspirators were busy tunnelling from their rented house to the House of Lords. They ceased their efforts when, during tunnelling, they heard a noise from above. The noise turned out to be the then-tenant's widow, who was clearing out the undercroft directly beneath the House of Lords, the room where the plotters eventually stored the, their gunpowder. So what happens is they were meant to be tunnelling. They heard this noise above them. It's like, oh, I better stop, go. And I, I can't remember which one of them they sent to go and investigate. It was one of the invest, one of the plotters. I may have been Winter. They sent him to go and investigate. And he discovered, like, there's this undercroft and there's a woman there. And if it, they just like, oh, can I rent this from you? And she was like, yeah, yeah, you can rent it. So they rented it basically the place where they were tunneling to get to. 
and no one's ever found a tunnel so the whole tunnel thing seems very dubious yeah yeah definitely yeah like yeah, yeah. no one, yeah. I, I don't know the only reason i can think that the government wanted a tunnel to be there it was something to do with matching dates. I, I, I surmise that there was no tunnel i surmise uh, oh also thing was made up no 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 also more or less to... the tunnel may have also been a distraction from the fact that they basically walked up and said can we rent this under the house of the parliament and this woman said yes and no one checked what they were doing it, it for wouldn't have been there would have been no security services to stop no no but just well there was something yeah. like all these oh all these catholics were gonna you know getting together we're all renting this undercroft someone may have noticed but obviously parliament didn't want at the time like the security forces or whatever because there was some there was you know there was but secret there was secret well, police about yeah they were, of course there was yeah like yeah. obviously and they would have been like who's to blame for this but yeah there's a tunnel uh yeah exactly i think maybe that's that may be part yeah there was a tunnel they built they were they were digging a tunnel let's, let's, let's be honest the king just goes uh off with your head like sort of thing you know no no not, not exactly all right, according to according to Fawkes, 20 barrels of gunpowder were brought in at first, followed by 16 more on the 20th of July. All right, so that's 36 barrels of gunpowder. I think it was... I saw one thing. I watched some like a couple of things about it. I think it was something like 10 tons of gunpowder. It was a lot of gunpowder. You think barrels, you think, oh, these little barrels. They weren't. There was these huge freaking barrels of gunpowder. He was a um, uh, like an explosives expert, Guy Fawkes, explosives expert. But the actual gunpowder that they were going to use was inferior. So no, was, no. well, I mean, they used inferior gunpowder if they were going to do this big plot. You know, it was almost de it could. To fail. I don't you know. know. It, I never saw anything about being inferior. The gunpowder that he, they were given was probably got from the people who were setting up. Right, okay. Let's talk about that in a minute. The Catholics for it in the first place. Let's talk about that in a minute because we'll go. Um, so 36 barrels of gunpowder, I think it was saying like 10 or 12 tons, which is a lot of gunpowder. The supply of gunpowder was theoretically controlled by the government, but it was easily obtained from illicit sources, apparently. On the 28th, keep that in mind, on the 28th of July, the ever-present threat of the plague again delayed the opening of Parliament, this time until Thursday the 5th of November. Fawkes left the country for a short time. It is uncertain when Fawkes returned to England, but he was back in London by late August when he and Winter discovered that the gunpowder stored in the Undercroft was de had decayed. The old powder was Definitely removed. Yes. So the old, yeah. right, during this time, the old powder was removed and fresh gunpowder was brought into the room along with firewood to conceal it. So there's like 10 tonnes of gunpowder, 36 barrels. They had to take it out and then put new gunpowder in. So maybe that's... Is that not where... Maybe where you get something yeah, maybe, to do with the... Maybe. The, what's it called the deficient gunpowder yeah because it had all got all like damp and stuff and it wouldn't have gone off so they had to replace it so i know maybe oh, I, okay let me get this out when i spoke to you before about it you said about a conspiracy i was like well they could have been you know they had loads of time to get caught this is maybe one of those times they got caught but if it was a conspiracy to um do this then this is like Keep the had, um, keep the authorities away from this. Let them put this powder in. They're taking all this powder out, putting it all it back in. No one's pulled them up on it. Also, an undercroft because obviously the Houses of Parliament back then they had lots of different. It was like different palaces all put together. 
It wasn't like one building with security well, in to get your, in. Your, where does um, Spy Master Lord Robert Cecil fit in? If you, that's a bit later on. Like, okay. They haven't even got to the plot. This is it. They're still just preparing it. But under the preparation, they put gunpowder there. Then Guy Fawkes buggered off to Europe for a little while. Uh, when he went there, I think he went to the Spanish court. Was it Italian court? With one of the other plotters. And they asked for help to overthrow the English king. It's like, if we do this, can you send some troops? And basically the Catholics are like, oh, it's a bit dodgy. We don't think we really want to support this. So they didn't actually get any support to like have troops brought over to overthrow the king. That's what they were doing in Europe at the time. Um, where'd I gap to? I knew the details of the plot were fine. The details of the plot were finalised in October in a series of uh, taverns across London and Daventry. Hawks would be left to light the fuse and then escape across the Thames, while simultaneously a revolt in the Midlands would help to ensure the capture of the king's daughter, Elizabeth. Hawks would leave for the continent to ex uh, explain events in England to the European Catholic powers. I think I haven't got it written down here, but one of the like the fuses he was going to light was something like eight-hour fuses or something. They were really long it fuses. Get out, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. you know when you think you light a fuse and it's like a gum. Well, see, they weren't gunpowder fuses. They were. It would be like um some sort of linen string thing wrapped with gunpowder but a lot obviously measured to burn at a certain thing but they were like hour like hours and hours they should be burning for and you never think that do you back then no you think it's going yeah exactly yeah. and it's like he'd be running out and you know as it blows up he'd be doing like a, one of those yeah. one of those dives as all the explosions go behind him apparently it was like hours long this fuse was going to be right uncovered some of the conspirators were worried about Catholics who would be in Parliament and some suggested of warning people uh, of warning people and the plans were basically rejected. I think Catsby, one of them, one of the persons said and Catsby laughed in his face. He said, no, doing that. On the Saturday, the 26th of October, Monteagle, Tresham's brother-in-law, arranged a meal in a long disused house at uh, Hoxton. Suddenly, a servant appeared saying he had been handed a letter for Lord Monteagle from a stranger in the road. Monteagle ordered it to be read aloud to the company. This is all a bit strange. All a bit sort of looks like theatrical, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, by this prearranged manoeuvre, Francis Tresham sought at the same time to prevent the plot and forewarn his friends. Apparently. Apparently, right, so this letter was read... Have I got the letter? I might have it. But people say that Francis Tresham sent it to um, Monteagle because it was Tresham's brother-in-law, and Monteagle had been in the. He would because he was a lord. He'd be in the House of Lords. He'd get blown up. He wanted to warn him to not be there. Right, I think this is a letter. My lord, out of the love I bear to some of your friends, I have a care of your preservation. Therefore, I would advise you, as you tender your life, to devise some excuse to shift your attention at this parliament. For God and man have concurred to punish the uh, wickedness of this time. And think not slightly of this advertisement, but retire yourself into your country where you may expect the event in safety. Although there be no appearance of any uh, stir, yet I say they shall receive a terrible blow to this parliament, and yet they shall not see who hurts them. This council is not to be condemned because it may 
not this council is not to be condemned because it may do you good and can do you no harm for the danger is past as soon as you have burnt the letter and i hope god will give you the grace you to make good one. use of it <laughs> to, yeah whose holy protection i commend you basically he's warned him don't go to parliament he's bugger off to your back. yeah bugger off say you're ill go to go to your country home burn your letter okay so he didn't burn the letter he gave it to i've got it in front of me here but yeah he gave it to someone else and it got to someone else and it eventually got to the uh person who said earlier i can't remember his name off the top of my head use the letter eventually reached the king on the first november and it was decided to first november maybe first of yeah and was decided to undertake a search of house of the parliament both above and below i mean there's a whole lot more sort of goes on with this with people saying about but yeah so they decided to search it Although two accounts of the number of searches and their timing exist, I've only got one of them here, according to the King's version, because the King decided to write a book about this and it got published like the following month, like this whole episode, obviously the King's version is what went on because there wouldn't be any sort of propaganda going on at all. The first search of the buildings... Yeah. The first search... Yeah. (laughs) And that as well. Uh, the first search of the building in and around Parliament was made on Monday the 4th of November as the plotters were busy making their final preparations uh, by Suffolk, Monteagle and John Winyard. They found a, a large pile of, of firewood in the undercroft beneath the House of Lords accompanied by what they presumed to be a serving man. Okay, so they're saying this was like the first, but it... Like, this is the king's account, but actually the first attempt, they didn't find anything, or they did. And um, know, let me just read this and we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cutting in here and giving my all own right, things. Right. Uh, company by what they presumed to be a serving man, Fawkes, who, was told, who told them that the firewood belonged to his master, Thomas Percy. Okay, they left to report their findings, at which time Fawkes also left the building. The mention of Percy's name arouses further suspicion as he was already known to the authorities as a Catholic agitator. The king insisted that he more the watch list. Yeah, basically, the king insisted that a more thorough search be undertaken. I'm pretty sure the king didn't insist that. I'm sure someone else was like, go back and search again. Late that night, the search party, headed by Thomas Nivet, returned to the Undercroft. They again found Fawkes, dressed in a cloak and hat and wearing boots and spurs well i'm glad he was Did dressed he have that in something. mask on as well yeah he just got a cloak he, a... He had that fever he, and mask. <laughs> yeah. no he, he's got he's got a hat a cloak boots and spurs nothing else it's just like ha ha i'm a flasher i'm sure he had other clothes on as well uh he was arrested whereupon he gave his name as john johnson he was carrying a lantern now held in the Ashmolean Museum at Oxford. So if you want oh, to go and see that. Johnson, because you just said he was hanging his Johnson. Out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And a search of his person revealed a pocket watch. Several, uh, there's something to do with the pocket watch. Someone Where gave it to him. I, can't with pocket watch? Uh, I don't know. It was a well-to-do pocket watch of the time. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Someone gave it to him like some Catholic thing. I, yeah. I skipped that because it wasn't that important. It's like... It could be used to bribe people or something. I think it was like to do with time. He used it because he had to light the matches at a certain time. So that's why he needed the watch. Yeah. Yeah. Most people who had them had cannons and shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Several slow matches and touchwood. 36 barrels of gunpowder were discovered hidden under the pile of faggots and coal. Fawkes was taken to the 
taken to the king early on the morning of the 5th of November. It's not true. Why isn't that true? Apparently the king didn't find out about it until five days later or something like that. But after the plot. No, no. No, because the original... Oh, carry on, carry on, carry on, yeah. No, no, going back to the original letter, the letter was given to um, Monteagle and then that went through a load of people and it was only... I haven't put it, I didn't say earlier, but basically the king was told five days later about the letter. It wasn't... Yeah, okay. I, I just didn't put it all... Because it went through like five different people no, and I thought... Guy Fawkes was taken to the... Um, well, they said here, on the 5th, Guy Fawkes was taken to the king. I don't know if that's true. Well, I, well, I don't know if that's true, but I was understanding that the, the, he didn't find out about it until days later. But anyway, carry on. No, no, the, the, the letter, he didn't find out till five days later. And at that point, he was like, oh, go search everything. Well, that's what they say. Chinese whispers, eh? You're getting one thing and I'm getting another, but carry on. No, I'm sure you're misreading it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where were we going? Fox was I'm, sure no, I'm, I'm sure nothing could have gone astray uh, in 500 or 600 years or whatever. Of course, years, 500 years. Uh, with Fox discovered and the, cons the, the conspirators oh, fled northwest along Watling Street. Right. In John Johnson's initial interrogation, he revealed nothing other than the name of his mother and that he was from Yorkshire. A letter to Guy Fawkes was discovered on his person, but he claimed that the name was one of his aliases. Far from denying his intentions, Johnson stated that it had been his purpose to destroy the king and parliament. Ooh. Nevertheless, he maintained his composure and insisted that he had acted alone. His unwillingness to yield so impressed the king that he described him as possessing a Roman resolution. But there's one thing I must say, I, there's not like a load about Guy Fawkes, but he, he certainly seems like he's, he's a tough motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a... Yeah. I mean... If you was, if you was tortured, how quickly do you, how long do you reckon you could hold out? What are they torturing me for? for trying I'm to bar Parliament. I want to tell him straight away. Okay. Yeah, no, he has. He's told them straight away. Or they want to. They can torture anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he he did break pretty fast. I mean, I think it was like a day. But he was still. Right, yeah. I mean, at the beginning, they caught him no, no. and he just said, yeah, I'm here. I'm here to blow up the king. He was, I suppose he just knew he wasn't going to be able to speak his way out of it. Got 36 oh, barrels of gunpowder. And, and he tortured to give up his co-conspirator as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the use of torture was forbidden, except by royal prerogative or the body such as the Privy Council or Star Chamber. I didn't know that. I thought anyone would just be like, oh, there's a man in prison. That's, torture anybody. Yeah, it's like he's in. Well, I mean, I'm sure that happened, but it wasn't like legal. You weren't legally allowed to torture anyone. I'm pretty sure torture is illegal now. But no, no but back there, no, that's serious. Six and oh five. You thought if you were in, you go oh, say you get. Would have been no rules against it, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you would think that, but there was rules against it. You weren't allowed. It was only the king or the privy council, the star council. I don't even know what the star council is. Not the style council. Not the band. The star council. Um. In a letter on the 6th of November, James wrote, the gentler tortures are to be first used unto him and thus by steps extended to the bottom of depths. Sounds grim, isn't it? It's like, start off slow and then get fucking heavy, boys. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and so God speed your good work. Yeah, so he's basically start slow and then if you don't talk, just ratch, rank, yeah, you know, ratchet up until you get to the good stuff. Uh... Johnson may also have been placed in manacles and hung from the wall, but he was almost certainly subjected to the horrors of the rack. 
On the 7th of November, his resolve was broke. Oh, so two days. He confessed that late that day and again over the following two days. I mean, they don't... There's no actual uh, description of what torture he's, he actually suffered. But I'm pretty sure it wasn't nice. It was pretty bad. I mean, the racks. Just the rack in itself is terrible, isn't it? It's where they put you on a, a thing and... They put you on a table, basically, that stretches. And you with feathers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tickle your feet with feathers. with feathers. <laughs> they just like make you listen to um, Ed Sheeran over and over again. I tell, tell you, I've got we've got a wicked podcast that we can do, a wicked episode. We do about torture, can't we? Implements in the mid middle age, middle, yeah, middle okay. ages, and all that. Love day, anyway. But so the rack, they put you on the rack. It's like a table that stretches. And it stretches you. I mean, just eventually, because it's going to stretch you, and then as you're pulling you apart, your joints are going to start popping out. And like acupuncture, like um, acupuncture. Oh, it's nothing oh, like oh, acupuncture. Oh, it's nothing like that. Okay. I thought it's all right, and then it's like really, it's it's. Like, yeah, like first of all, it's like oh, really my back feels awesome. really good. Yeah, and then they just keep going. It's like oh no 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 now my spine's uh, coming well, apart. Yeah, terrible. Okay, uh, the last stand. So his co-conspirators fled from London. On the 6th of November, with Fawkes maintaining his silence, the fugitive, fugitives, this is the rest of the conspirators, uh, raided Warwick Castle for supplies. Actually, I didn't say the rest of the names of the people who were involved, did I? Only got up to Guy Fawkes, that was like five. There was also people called Robert Winter, uh, John Grant, Christopher Wright, uh, and later on Ambrose Rookwood, Everard Digby and Francis Tresham. There you go. Outstanding young fellows. They were good, upstanding Catholics. Uh, Fawkes maintained his silence. The fugitive raided Warwick Castle for supplies. That's nice. They can do that. Then continued to uh, Norbrook to collect weapons. From there, they continued their journey to Huddington. I don't know where any of these places are. These are just names. I mean, obviously, Warwick Castle's a famous yeah. castle, but... Rest of them are just they're just that. places up north. They're all up north because we're in London, so everything's north from here. Well, it's not really up north, is it? It's, it's Midlands, Warwick. Yeah, but for us, it's up north, isn't it? But yeah, anything past Watford's north, yeah, we yeah, know exactly. Um, Catsby and the others arrived at Huddington early in the afternoon, and were Anyone met there. Like, like this is from yeah. north. They were met there by it's Thomas Winter. Got it. They received practically practically no support or sympathy. Do you want me to carry on? I'm enjoying this. Go on. Go on. Cock me. Cock me up. Cock me up, man. Bruv. <laughs> Shut South, it. South London. Come from South right. London. You're not from South London. They received from practically West. no You're support or sympathy from those they met, including family members who were terrified That's at the right. prospect of being associated with the treason. So they turned up as like, yep, yeah, we were involved in a plot to kill the king. And all their family like, oh, close the door. Don't want to know anything about it. You can go on your own, mate. Uh, tired and desperate, they uh, spread out some of the... Oh, okay, well, so I they... think they were heading for Scotland, do you think? Uh, I don't know what the fuck they were doing. They were just running. I think they probably... I think maybe they went home and thought maybe they would get some support and maybe just have a rebellion anyway because they were they were going to have a rebellion like in the midlands they were trying oh, to raise yeah. an army capture the his daughter put her on the thing but perhaps they thought they could still have enough support to do something like that yeah, and maybe yeah. other people would come to the it doesn't really go into it anyway they where did they end up 
Uh, I said all these places. Huddington. They're in Huddington. Huddington House. That's I don't know if it's Huddington point. House. It was some big fucking pile, as they say. Right, tired and desperate. Because it obviously the weather is shit. They spread out some of their now-soaked gunpowder in front of the fire because they need to dry it out because they need to use it for when the people come to get them. Which is always a good, a good plan. They spread out my gunpowder in front of the fire. Although, although gunpowder does not explode unless physically uh, physically contained a physically contained a spark from the fire landed on the powder and the resultant flames engulfed Gatsby, Rookwood, Grant and Grant and a man named Morgan. He's like some bloke they picked up on the way. Didn't actually well. They all got scolded. Right, Thomas Winter arrived at the house to find Gatsby scorched, and John Grant was not so lucky and had been blinded by the fire. Digby, Robert Winter and his half-brother John and Thomas Bates had all left. So after this, like, gunpowder had gone off. Right. Half of them had, hold on, half of them had buggered off and, like, a couple of them were still there. Gatsby's all burnt up. His face is a bit, like, red and bloody. Um, Grant's been blinded. Guy Fawkes was, like, the master of, like, the gunpowder and stuff like that. And he, he was like, like, whatever you do, don't fuck with this stuff. Don't put it near yeah and the others were like can't be that bad can it really i mean probably never maybe they've never seen a gun go off or no 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 because they're soldiers you know they'd all been in a lot of them have been battles before some of these people had been in the like rebellion that failed in 1601 and they'd been let off by the queen oh okay and or they'd been in 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 the they'd been among the forces that had had been in the rebellion dry your gunpowder in front of fire i suppose i suppose they weren't expecting it to a spark to go on it i don't know oh, yeah it's ridiculous i suppose they were desperate they thought we need gunpowder for our our weapons for when the king's men come we're going to make a stand your fireworks don't don't smoke near your fireworks stash or whatever in it yeah I, I don't know i don't know anyway so thomas winter arrived to find catsby scorch john grant was not so lucky and had been blinded by the fire digby rob winner and his brother john and thomas bates had all left uh, of the plotters only the Singed figure of Gatsby and Grant and the Wright brothers, Rookwood and Percy, remained. I think Percy was like one of the people who had a load of money. He put a load of money into this. Right, the fugitives resolved to stay in the house and wait for the arrival of the king's men. It's like, we're going to make a final stand. Oh, my poor donkeys. Not, not of our gunpowder because we've burned it all. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's always blown up. Richard Walsh, Ro Richard Walsh, Sheriff. Sheriff of Worcestershire. Easy for you to say if you ain't added a few fucking bourbons. And his company of 200 men besieged uh, the house on the morning of 8th of November. Thomas Winter was... Okay, so they started a gunfight with their gunpowder that was left. Thomas Winter was hit in the shoulder while crossing the courtyard. John Wright was shot, followed by his brother, and then Rookwood. Catsby and Percy were reportedly killed by a single lucky shot. But Catsby, the leader of the... Like this whole plot was killed during this shootout. The it others sounds like a really good book or a great a film, doesn't it? Actually, I'm sure there's been a, there's probably been it. a film about the gunpowder yeah. plot, but yeah, you you could probably make exist. it. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> the attackers rushed the property and stripped the dead or dying defenders of the oh of their clothing. Uh, Grant, Morgan, Rookwood, and uh, Winter were arrested. Okay, so this is the thing I read in something else. Basically, uh, I think Catsby and it was the other one who got shot percy they may have been able to be saved but the people 
who rushed the house basically were so excited they just stripped the bodies of all their stuff to try and rob them and they basically didn't get any medical attention and died As looting. They were just yeah like, they basically just like oh yeah we win in they just looted the bodies took everything they could because they must have had to you know some wealth they you know their swords would have been worth looting yeah, they probably yeah, had yeah. clothes maybe rings and stuff yeah they all got stripped and basically catsby who, who could have perhaps been saved um wasn't <laughs> it was stripped and safe to be hung and drawn oh yeah but you know they <laughs> yeah maybe maybe we could have found out more about the plot if if cats be quite, quite funny that they they just shot him and they just steamed him and just robbed yeah him, like, basically just they just him. robbed them yeah but yeah. imagine if if catsby was the one who organized it all there could have been other plotters maybe he was organizing with like foreign powers <laughs> you never know do you i mean the foreign oh, powers never never sent help or he could have, yeah, he could Whatever have do, pointed a finger at, live yeah, at pointed a finger people, at, yeah. yeah, maybe. Okay, so the interrogations. Sir Edward Coke was in charge of the interrogations over a period mm -hmm. of about Sir Edward Coke. Oh, what we called him something else. Go on, what do you think I called him? I don't know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it was in charge <laughs> of the interrogations. Over a period of about 10 weeks in the lieutenant's lodgings at the Tower of London, now known as the Queen's House, he questioned those who had been implicated in the plot. For the first round of interrogations, no real proof exists that these people were tortured, although on several occasions Salisbury certainly suggested that they should be. Coke later revealed that the threat of torture was in most cases enough to elicit a confession from those caught up in the aftermath of the plot. That's like you were saying, it's like you might as well speak because you're going to sooner or later you're going to speak. You're going to. Yeah, because I mean, but also usually, yeah, the threat of torture makes you do it anyway. But then usually you'd get tortured anyway because they might as well yeah, torture you. Yeah, then, yeah, then after that, you'd say anything just to try and stop the torture. So usually yeah. torture is not a good way to get a confession because no. you literally would say anything. I'm not so sure all of, all of them got tortured. Some of them just confessed and they got, they didn't get tortured. Well, but so the ones, basically they had like, how many was there captured? Uh, I think it was like nine or something altogether. All right. So what, they just get like four of them and torture them in front of the other ones. Yeah. This is what's going to happen to you unless you, you say, so they don't need to yeah, torture all Maybe. Uh, only two confessions. Uh, only two confessions were printed in full: Fawkes's confession of eighth of November and Winters of the twenty third of November. Fawkes gave his name as John Johnson and was first interrogated by members of the King's Privy King's Privy Chamber, where he remained defiant. When asked by one of the lords what he was doing in possession of so much gunpowder, Fawkes answered that he, his intention was. To blow the Scotch beggars back to your native mountains. He identified himself as a 36-year-old Catholic from the Neverdale in Yorkshire and gave his father's name as Thomas and his mother's name as Edith Jackson. Wounds on his body, noted by his questioners, he explained as the effects of pleurisy. Hawkes admitted his intention to blow up the Houses of Lords and expressed regret at his failure to do so. His steadfast, steadfast manner earned him... The admiration of King James, who described Fawkes' possession of Roman resolution. Yeah, we've done that earlier. Yeah, so, like, yeah. he's, you know, despite in the face of this sort of people, he, he knew he was going to get tortured. But he, in the beginning, he didn't say anything. I suppose he wanted his, his um, co-conspirators to get away. By a bit of time, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, having been involved in the conspiracy from the start, unlike Fawkes, Winter was able to give extremely valuable information to the Privy Council. 
The handwriting on his testimony is almost certainly that of the man himself, but his signature was markedly different. Winter had previously only ever signed his name as such, but his confession is signed Winter. So basically it's Winter is W... He, he, hold on, he always signed his, he signed his name as W-I-N-T-O-U-R, but on his confession it's signed W-I-N-T-E-R. And since he had been shot in the shoulder, the steady hand used to write the signature may indicate some measure of government interference, yeah. or it may indicate that uh, writing a shorter version of his name was less painful. Winter's testimony makes no mention of his brother, Robert. Okay. <laughs> okay. Going down to the trial, so they've all been, or well, some of them been tortured, they've all spoken out. Each of the condemned, said Coke, who was the uh, lead investigator, attorney general, who was the attorney general, would be drawn backwards to, right, this is the trials. Each of the condemned, said Coke, would be drawn backwards to his death by a horse, his head near the ground. Okay, so they were dragged from the fear, from where they were in prison to where they were going to be like executed on an upside down frame basically no 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 this this no this is not this is just taking it from they were they would be drawn backwards to his death by a horse his head near to the ground so they put on a frame upside down and then dragged through the streets yes by a horse uh he was to be put to death halfway between heaven and earth as unworthy of both his genitals found guilty after a trial of less than a day though. Yeah. His genitals would be cut off and burnt before his eyes and his bowels yeah. and heart then removed. Then he would be decapitated and the dismembered parts of the body displayed so that they might become prey for the fowl of the air. Confessions and declarations from the prisoners were uh, then read aloud and finally the prisoners were allowed to speak. Rookwood claimed that he had been drawn into the plot by Catesby, who he loved above any worldly men, so it's like I'd follow him anywhere. Thomas Winter begged to be hanged for himself and his brother, so his brother might be spared. Hawkes explained his not guilty plea as ignorance of certain aspects of the indictment. So in the original thing, he was like, oh, I'm innocent. And then it's like, later on, okay, I may be a bit wrong now. I didn't really understand. Uh, Keyes appeared to accept his fate. Bates and Robert Winter begged for mercy and Grant explained his involvement as a conspiracy intended but never effected. It's like, it didn't go, it didn't happen, mate. you got to let me off. I like that. Only Digby tried uh, on a... Uh, yeah, yeah it, it never actually, yeah, you can't do me for blowing things up when it never actually, you know. Yeah, but you, never, they can do it for the attempted. We never attempted. for it to work in the first place. Yeah, but you can... I made the powder damp. Yeah, a weed on the powder. Only Digby tried on a separate indictment. Only Digby tried on a separate indictment, pleaded guilty, insisting that the king had uh, reneged upon promises of toleration for Catholics and that affection for Catsby and love of the Catholic cause mitigated his actions. It was worth a try. It's like, I love my God. You can't do this to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all, we're all the same God where you say that. Right. He sought death by axe and begged mercy from the king for his young family. I don't know what happened to his family. His defence was in vain. His arguments were rebuked by Coke and Northumberland, and along with his seven co-conspirators, he was found guilty by the jury of high treason. 
Digby shouted, If I may but hear any of your lordships say, You forgive me, I shall go more cheerfully to the gallows. The response was short. God forgive you, and we do. I was like, hey, he must be a happy man going to the gallows. I wouldn't be. Yes, definitely. So, execution. Although Catsby and Persby escaped the executioner, their bodies were exhumed and decapitated, and their heads exhibited on spikes outside the House of Lords. On a cold 30th January, Evard Digby, Robert Winter, John Grant and Thomas Bates were tied to hurdles wooden panels and dragged through the crowded streets of London to St Paul's that's where they would be like upside down Digby the first to mount the scaffold asked the spectators for forgiveness and refused the attentions of a protestant clergyman he was stripped of his clothing and wearing only a shirt climbed the ladder to place his head through the noose he was quickly cut down and while obviously he was like hung a bit and while still fully conscious was castrated where they put his balls on a fire disemboweled and then quartered along with the three other prisoners. Okay, so hung, drawn and quartering, they, that is a, a punishment that they invented for... He was drawn, William Wallace. William Wallace, yeah. Yeah. He was, so they were drawn, hung and then quartered. No, no, he was hung first, so they hung him, but not to the point of death. And then they drew him for the thing. And then, no, no, the drawing is not, the, the, the thing on the wooden planks isn't anything to do with the drawing. The drawing's oh, yeah. like, no, the drawing's the cutting them open and pulling out oh, the yeah. innards. Of course. The drawing's, oh, yes, what, yes, yes, what yes, they do oh, is yes, yeah. Yeah, they right. hung them, so, not, so you're not quite dead. They'd cut them down, then they castrated yeah. them, so they're still alive. They're like, obviously, a little bit delirious because they've almost died. They castrated them, chucked their balls on a fire, and then while they're still breathing, they cut open their stomach and pull out their insides. The, the, uh, for, for doing the hung drawing, the, the, I can't. I've seen the um, the implement. Yeah, yeah, it's like a hooked, like a horrible thing. Yeah, so while you're still alive, they cut open your insides and they pull out all your guts, and obviously yeah, that yeah. while you're still alive. Yeah, while you're still alive, and, and that obviously heals you. And... I, I don't think they've done that because you wouldn't be able to eat them. But then the ultimate thing is, after you, you're probably dead, they cut you into quarters, and then they send with William Wallace. They sent all these bits around different, like to. Different parts of the country, north, east, south, west of the country. But with these people, they just stuck them on sticks. It's like, oh, look, there's an arm, there's a leg, there's his body, there's his head. And then we proceeded to go to war with Spain. We didn't. Yeah, we did. Did we? Well, after yeah, this. Okay, yeah. anyways, hold on. Let me get this out of the way. Uh, the following day, Thomas Winter, Ambrose Rookwood, Robert Keyes and Guy Fawkes were hanged, drawn and quartered opposite the building they had planned to blow up in the old palace yard at Westminster. Keyes did not wait for the hangman's command and jump from the gallows, but he survived the drop and was led to the quartering block. Although weakened by his torture, this is why I say Fawkes man, he had some balls, weakened by his torture, Fawkes managed to jump from the gallows and break his neck, yeah, thus... Well, no, it didn't matter to him because he was dead. He jumped from the jumped from the uh, gallows and broke his neck, thus avoiding the agony of gruesome later part of the execution. So, well done, well done, that man. I tip my hat to you, Guy Fawkes. Uh, and that's what I got. That's the end of that gunpowder plot. That, well, I think you missed out. There, there, there's a. Um, I haven't got it sort of in detail, but there was. Someone called Sir Robert Cecil, the Earl of Sal Salisbury, and he was basically like the master got him, yes. of the king at the time. 
and um, it, it it seems that he was had his sort of fingers in all the sort of pies and stuff like that, and may have known about the plot possibly, and then sort of let it go on. They were part of something called the, um, the War Council, which were pushing for war with Spain, and they didn't believe that the king was um, harsh enough with Catholics. And... Okay. I've got something about Robert Cecil. Let me read this, and then you can yeah. go it's on. Because this, like this, is, this is part of the, the conspiracy you're talking about, whether it's like a, a false flag that they allowed to happen, or maybe even the government was part of it, to... Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. Robert Cecil, Earl of Salisbury, is remembered for his role in foiling the plot. But some theories claim that he was actually the true mastermind behind it all. So why would an English peer and a devout a Protestant plan such a thing? To give King James cause to further persecute Catholics. Lord Monteagle, who received the, who received the anonymous warning letter, gave it to Cecil. But the, he then waited six days before alerting the king, supposedly with the intent of catching them in the act. Yeah. To further add fuel to the fire, Catsby's servant claimed that Catsby had visited Cecil on three separate occasions before the fifth, and that Cecil's own writings hinted that he knew something about what was being planned. To date, these allegations are still little more than rumour. Most historians think that Cecil simply used the note for his own political advantage, but it does make you wonder. That's what you're saying, isn't it? So Cecil was he was he's like the the head of the government, yeah. basically. He's like the Dick Cheney of the time, sort of thing. Yeah, he, um, yeah, basically, sort of knew he, he had you know networks of spies and stuff like that. There are other people that wrote that it's almost incredible, incredible that the government, because of how incredible the plot seemed, that they wouldn't have known exactly what was going on. You know, yeah. the amount of gunpowder and stuff that was being moved and. Well, that is certainly a thing because the gunpowder was controlled by the government. But yeah, no, it did say, yeah. I mean, there, there is a possibility you could get gunpowder illicitly, which is what I said earlier. Yeah. Oh, sure. But I mean, 36 barrels moved into the, moved without being noticed. I mean, they obviously didn't turn up on one day with a, like a huge, yeah. with a, like a, what's it called, a cart loaded with 36 barrels of gunpowder. They would have done it over a number of days, maybe even weeks, and moved it into the thing. So and it, 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 it probably, they would have got it from all different places, not just yeah. from one place. You know, so it wasn't, you know, from cover it up. But, you know, you probably... And the other thing it says about um, giving calls to further persecute the Catholics, but James was already letting the Catholics be persecuted. Well, I thought, apparently he was quite um, lenient. As yeah, but he a, wasn't um, lenient enough. That's the point. He wasn't that lenient. They thought he was going to be lenient, but he wasn't. Apparently, James. Oh, okay, all right, fair enough. He wasn't. He wasn't super lenient. He, but okay, he wasn't lenient. He wasn't. He wasn't lenient enough for the Catholics' liking. I mean, maybe he was like more lenient than Elizabeth. I don't know. Was Elizabeth really against? Yeah, before, he yeah, was. before yeah. Uh, well, it, it turned out anyway that there was a massive propaganda campaign after that. Yes, there and, was. Um, num uh, number of Catholics are killed, their homes are burned, string of laws is passed restricting their rights and liberties. The English become fixated on homeland security, which is, you know, like 9 11, an inclusive, ironic, I, I don't know, idea of mutual benefit between Spain and England, trade between the two countries because of the peace treaty that had been granted, is replaced in England by a defensive, aggressive complex. All Catholics of all shades, never mind the enthusiasm or not for the planned attack, identified as the enemy. Most significantly, war with Spain ensues. England's course is set for a century of wars against Spanish and Portuguese empires. England, for various reasons, comes out victorious, and on these wars, victories, the British Empire is founded in blood, 
deception and conquest. So it's another thing leading to the um, establishment sort of the British Empire. Yeah. And you know, it was from Elizabeth leading on to this and then obviously the ensuing wars, et cetera, et cetera, into, into future. Um, yeah. Into, uh, into future. I did have a thought, but I can't think. Oh, um, another thing that they that come out of this is that the Catholics for, I think it was over 200 years, weren't allowed to vote. It was only in the... After this. Yeah, after this, it was like in yeah. the early 18, I don't know, 1820s or something, they were allowed to vote. So. Oh, true. Talk about, um, this is well, Ch- uh, James, isn't it? And then his son, is Charles I, takes power. And what happens to him? Well, Charles the... Well, Charles I was a Catholic. He was a Catholic, yeah. He, he, he established, tried to establish Catholicism and Protestants uh, were like... Well, I don't you know. think it was just that Charles the First was yeah, quite yeah, a, he was, he was a little bit of a knob, and he yeah. he he, thought, he well, went. It was, was like king was king was everything. Yeah, he went with the divine right to rule and yeah. Parliament. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what gave. I mean, coming from that, gave uh, British Parliament more power, isn't it? It is really, yeah. It was yeah. It's all um, it's all interesting how sort of history builds from people. Okay, I've got one other thing here because obviously this whole uh, f- you get the false flag thing where a lot of the time there's warnings and stuff. Yeah. Apparently there was a Captain William Turner, although I've looked tried to look up Captain William Turner and I couldn't find anything else about him. But I found this one little thing. Captain William Turner was a double agent who managed to get a job working for Hugh Owen, one of Catsby's contacts overseas. In 1605, he met Guy Fawkes, who talked about using a unit of Spanish soldiers in the uprising and promised to take him to meet Catsby after it was done. Turner, not exactly keen on the idea of violent overthrow of the government, actually tried to tell the English government about the plot long before November the 5th, but they didn't listen to him. (laughs) So maybe that's where, uh, was it Cecil heard about it? And he's like, oh, okay, we can use this to our advantage, or use it to my advantage, because he seems a bit like a slippery, slippery fellow, old Cecil. They're all bloody slippery fellows. I've just I know, but yeah, yeah. I don't. It was just one thing I saw about. So if they got warned beforehand, they let it go off, and then. But what? What? Um. Oh, okay, let's do a tarot card. Want to do a tarot card? Was it? Okay, so, for people who don't know, the, the biggest, for people who don't know, the biggest thing that's come out of, like, Guy, obviously from that, the, they uh, done a celebration each year. It's like, oh, we've foiled this plot. They didn't kill the Protestant king. They're still in power. We'll have, you know. stupid Catholics and stuff. Well, they, no, no, but I mean, as a, as a celebration, it's like, oh, it's like, a big celebration over the years and it's continued for 400 years i think it you know i think about it even more it was a it was a massive thing to do with the british empire because we were separate from instead of having to do the decrees of the pope we were separate from that you know from the spanish and the yeah we were french. but that was um, everybody really so i suppose the, the english didn't really have a choice either expand or be destroyed because you know if they hadn't then they would have been invaded and you know uh, I don't know. I'm not them. sure. I'm not sure about that because what would have done? Because it, it's you know, invaded it, by who? Well, 
Spanish and the Portuguese mixed in and the Italians. You know, they the tried Catholics. it with like the Armada and that destroyed the whole fleet. The yes, French and Spanish tried that. You have to expand yourself, otherwise you get swallowed up. I think. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, what was was the um, was it a was, was it an inside job? Yeah, was it a false flag inside job? Yeah. Was was Guy Fawkes was the November the fifth plot an inside job? Prince of Wands. That mean? Uh, there's a chariot. There's Prince. There's Is a there lion. any fireworks? There's lots of fire. <laughs> oh, I don't know. How do you interpret that, bro? Um, I would say it confusion. It would have been better. I think it's like I think you're going to get like a, a seventy thirty. I think yeah. maybe maybe Cecil knew something about it. I don't know, like a whole setup. Like Cecil set it up. Like oh, Catsby, go and do this. Maybe he knew something. Maybe he even yeah. encouraged it. Maybe he thought. Yeah. yeah. And then you can use it as a way to. I mean, we're not going to know. It'd be interesting to. Would be interesting. That's one of those things. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Time time machine. Where you yeah. don't get discovered to watch what was going on and, and see, you know, yeah, interested definitely because it's, it's profound. Um, but also, it's not just also, about having fireworks on. I would say Catsby, Catsby run away, but then if he was working with Cecil, he knew if it all went wrong, he's never going to survive it anyway. He's always going to be. Well, you got to think about what would the world be like today if that succeeded. I know. I was thinking about that earlier. Like, so the Americans so, and everything be so everything. Yeah, you've got. Because you've got no Charles the first. No. You've got Elizabeth the second, I suppose she would have been at the time. Yeah. Um, was it uh, James's daughter? She would have been brought up Catholic. There would be no British Empire. No. Because no, it would no, have been more no, aligned. No. It would have been more aligned with the rest of Europe. There could have been a European Empire, even a like a, a European Union earlier than. Imagine like these, ha a marriage between. I don't know. Uh, England and Spain. Oh, no, no, but imagine England and like English, English queen, Spanish prince, king, they marry. Those countries join together. Eventually, they, whoever that is, like they have a son, join with a French princess. And then you've got England, Spain, France, they're all joined together. And it's like a different, a different European like superpower hundreds of years earlier. Yeah, wow. Yeah, like under under Catholicism though. So Catholicism goes out. There is no, you know, what I mean, there is no split anywhere. You don't yeah. get, you don't get the like in uh, Dutchland. That's not Holland. No, what's the what's the word? Netherlands. Like all those because they're they're like early Protestant uh, countries or whatever. They yeah, all yeah, get yeah. crushed. The New World is crushed under Catholicism. They don't because there's there's nothing stopping them there they can just go there because the british are not uh privateering you got no freaking english privateers in the sea we don't you know what i mean yeah 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 absolutely, wow. yeah that'd be a new different world, world where it'd be a, it'd be a different world order another good book you like the man in the high castle yeah maybe 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 it did succeed but they sent time travelers back to stop it yeah yeah maybe maybe that's what happened I love it. I love it. I love it. It's cool. Um, anyway, so yeah, say so make a good film. There probably is like an old film in the 60s, maybe 70s about it. I never looked it up, but 
I watched V for Vendetta yesterday, which is where right, most yeah, yeah. people in, like, certainly in the US or other parts of the world would have any connection whatsoever with Guy Fawkes. Because that mask is a represent, representation of Guy Fawkes' face, isn't it? And the whole thing with the blowing up parliament. Um, have you watched it any time recently? Because I totally forgot that part of that plot was the release of a virus, yeah, yeah, to take control of, and it was set in 2020. Yeah, yeah I know, I know, I know. Yeah, that's you got to watch that. And, like, you know, in proper irony, you do watch it and you go, "What the fuck do these people know?" You know, like, yeah, I, I mean, know it's not exactly the same thing, but it's. But no, it, but it, you, it, release of a virus, and then you blame the virus, and oh, it was war. It was to do with wars as well, and um. Yeah, for like that, take control. Before, yeah, a little bit. Take control and, you know, get a totalitarian government in control. Total, like, surveillance and people do as they're told. But um, anti, anti is news. Anti-vaxxers. It's always anti-vaxxers clash with riot police as they dangerously fire flares outside Parliament. So there's some demonstrations. It's 5th of November. So there's dangerously fire, fired flares. What does that even... They let How dangerous is that? It says like anti-vaxxers clash with bang, you know, it's like they're being really whatever. Yeah. But there's thousands of police in London tonight because of yeah. like a couple of hundred and they're boarded up stuff and they've got police dogs and horses and all that kind of crap because, you know, they're so terrified of these Is that um, unarmed protesters. Uh great It's always the million man march when it's yeah. never a million The The great um bit at the end of V for Vendetta though, where all the people marching with this face masks on and the cloaks for the police at the end and it's just a great scene it's like the whole like country coming together under one i suppose they're all wearing the same thing but they're all coming together under one like um purpose it's like to defeat this government to defeat this totalitarian it'd be nice to think it could happen but i don't know divide and well, conquer isn't it divide and conquer's I believe meditation, peaceful transition through. Well, they didn't do anything. They just marched. Yeah, I know. Well, and the soldiers know. thought, fuck. There's like a, I don't know what, I don't how many I've million had, people I've, here. I've, I know, but I've had a right impending thingy of doom today. Well, it might be because I've been listening to audiobooks about Auschwitz and. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it earthquakes is. and zombies and stuff like that. But you know, when you just. I have. It's like, you know, when you just think. But you've had this before, haven't you? When you've sort of thought something's coming and it just. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I, d I digress. Anyway, that's been a good good chat. Um, thank you for your all your information, bro. You can go on. You can go on other podcast talk about. Yeah, right. I don't. <laughs> I saw. I've forgotten all of that already. Yeah. No, anyway, did you enjoy the the presentation? Yeah, I mean presentation. <laughs> I mean, that was more of a history podcast than a conspiracy. Oh, there is a conspiracy there because it was a it it's a huge conspiracy. Because, like you say, if that had, if that had pulled off, the the entire okay. history of the world would be different. But I think of it from a I mean, false flag thing. If if people, if they knew if someone knew about it almost all along, and they knew yeah. that they would catch him in the act, so that they could do the Catholic thing, you know. And, yeah, I'm not sure. It, 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 yeah, I don't. I'd have to. You'd have to go and look up how much worse it got after that for the Catholics than before. Because I mean, they they were already like hammering the Catholics before that, so I don't. Well, I yeah, I suppose they they got restricted. I expect Catholics lost their land and money and titles and all that sort of shit yeah. afterwards, just you know, as so, just being 
some um, whatever some peer or whatever in the house of parliament is eyeing up so your catholic neighbor's um yeah house wife whatever and it was like he did it he's part you know what i mean yeah potentially or potentially in the future he's he's a papist he's freaking can i just um there's something that stuck in my head and i was talking about i know we're not it's just going back to the Auschwitz thing earlier and it's only it was the forward of the book and it was talking about people lining up they were lining up to be taken whatever put in their thingies or you couldn't really escape from these camps because there were barbed wire everywhere and i don't know the whole of the story but it's saying that they were lining up like a late one woman or it was a man i can't remember who it was was had a chance to escape yeah and the people that were lining up to be killed grassing them up like yeah. to the comment you know to the to the whatever it's, it's, it's such, yeah. such a weird thing it was like, it's like it just changed isn't that that's a sort of um i'm i'm going down you're going down with me type mentality I'm is it too much of a coward to try and do anything but you're even though you're trying to do something then that yeah, seems strange to me it's so weird i've got i'm gonna have to listen to the rest of the book you know like it's going to disturb the fuck out of me because it is about the um the helper of Banga, you know and all yeah experiments and stuff so but i'll give you an update on my mental health after that cool anyway bro this was a good cons- the good conspire this is the good conspire this is the big conspire i'm rick that's I'm Lee. Lee. um uh, send us a send us a something yeah send us money <laughs> Wait. <laughs> there's no way to send us money no well uh, if you're if you're, a time traveler, if you're a time traveler and you know something about uh, the guy Fawkes thing in the past or in something in the future for be lot of numbers and i talk about money a lot come on so. and come, if you're a time traveler come on and speak to us Oh, yeah, that'd be wicked. Yeah, next week, we'll have a time traveller. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you That's can fine. catch us at the Big Conspire on Twitter. Yeah. No, it's um, just at Big Conspire, not the Big Conspire. Cat, you can send us a message Conspire. if you want. Uh, Big Conspire at hotmail.com. Send us a message. Or Say hi. Send us a homing pigeon. I'm going to do that because it's all a bird flew about now. Oh, um, fuck. Don't send us a pigeon. Fucking, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, go... Um, Tell your friends about us. Spread us around. If you've been listening to us, you probably haven't got any friends, let's be honest. Oh, wow. Anyway. A way to put someone happy, down. Yeah. Happy, happy Diwali. <laughs> happy yeah. Diwali. Happy, happy guy, folks. Happy, um, happy life. Happy wife. Okay. Cool. Thanks for that, right. bro. See you well, later. What should we talk about next week? I don't know. We'll figure something out. We'll catch you later. There's no asylum order here.